Episode Uno of the Unite and Win podcast. I've been interviewing my friends for a bit. I've been traveling and tattooing and sitting down and talking with my friends and getting to know them and sharing those experiences with you a little bit. And I've been struggling with names for the podcast and I, I haven't really put it up on different platforms other than YouTube until now. And now that's solidified, I'm sticking with the name. The name change is permanent. Get used to it. This is the Unite and Win podcast. And today's episode, I sat down with my good friend Josh in his beautiful living room and his beautiful house in beautiful Melbourne, Australia. And we talked about him coming up tattooing and his pets and his friends and his beautiful shop. And uh, I'm just so grateful to call him my friend. And I'm really excited to share this, this, uh, this time we spent together with you guys. So without further ado, this is the Josh Todaro interview. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. I feel like I'm getting on the equipment. Mm, little crumb muffin. Mm, that's good. Crumb daddy. Tell me a story about crumb. <laughs> Is that a part of the chair? Because <laughs> that's. I reckon, I reckon that picked up. That was, <laughs> that was like. Warm. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was like these in chairs the, are gonna squeak. <laughs> that was like in the Nathan for you episode. Just yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should really not Poor be girl. here if you like to. <laughs> oh, I'm so full. Are you sure you want to do this? Oh podcast? my god. Oh my we did god. Just eat. I just ate a whole pizza. Yeah. And um, I swore I felt it coming up right now. Crumb does not mind. Oh my god. All right. So tell me a story of crumb. Let's start there. Um, this is where we chat about cats. Three, then we get to the tats. Yeah, Crumb's our three-legged cat. I don't know if you can see on the camera, but she's missing a front leg. Come here, my little um, And yeah, we we took her in as a rescue. Um, <laughs> she's crumpy as she, she's really. She does get super defensive like that. Okay, okay. Not being that she's missing her front leg, she it's just her defense mechanism to. Just be padded until the exact moment she doesn't want to be padded anymore, and then she'll start biting just to get just off. a cat. She thinks she has to do that because she's disabled. But you think so? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I wish she'd learn she didn't have to. It would save Avalon's ankles a lot of pain, as she's usually the one that cops it. She's better with me for some reason, but she gets by like much. just fine. It's crazy. Yeah, shops around like like a little rabbit. Um, little rabbit lowrider. Yeah, how did we get her? Uh, just a friend of mine worked at a vet and this sort of stupid family, I'll call them, brought her in after she'd been hit by a car, sort of. She'd been hit by the car on the Friday and they brought her in on the Monday. They mm. waited the whole weekend with her, like this visibly broken front arm. Like we saw a photo of her when she got brought in and her arm's all like twisted and she can't like stand it on and stuff. And so um, the people are just like, oh yeah, just... Put her down. We don't want her anymore. She got hit by a car, and they're like, "We don't have to put her down. Like, we could, we could just, fix it if you uh, want." And they're like, oh, "How much is it going to be?" Sort of like gave them a rough figure, and they're just like, "No, nah, not worth it. Just do what you want with her." Would blah, have blah, been blah. able to have been fixed if it didn't wait that amount of time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they could have put it in a splint or something. Right. I don't know. 
I don't know if they do that, but it's because it was so bad. It had already been past that point of sort of saving it. So, um, mm. yeah, our friend who's the vet is just like, um, yeah, how about you just surrender her to us and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool, whatever. How about whatever. you just uh, fuck and off then, and yeah, I'm going to save your cat. Yeah, and then um, our friend told us that uh, when they're in the waiting room, the kid's like looking at all these like photos of cats. She's like, we used to have one like that. That one died. Uh, yeah, we had one like that. That one ran away. Oh, remember like furball like that? It's like, uh, these people shouldn't be having animals, I think. like That's crazy. If they're just like the the flavor of the the year, sort of like that's this year's Christmas present. Next year we'll get you a new one sort of thing. I don't right. like that mentality. So, Oh, no. Our friend just hit Avalon up because she knows she's good at rehoming animals. And mm-hmm. she's like, do you reckon you could find a home for this? And we were just like, we'll take her. We'll pay for the bills. Don't stress. So, yeah, that was the story of Crumb. Mm. Yeah, she's the best. She's so funny. She's such a character. Everyone loves her. And then that's Pocket. She, we've had her a bit longer. She's just a normal cat. <laughs> <laughs> she is special, though, but not, not quite in the same way. Not in the disabled way. Yeah. Just as in a special cat way. Mm. So let's get to tats. Ooh. We did the cats. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how did you get into tattooing? Okay. What's your story? Where did it start? Where did it begin? Um... Well, actually, I guess it started when I got my first tattoo. Um, I don't know exactly how how it came about, but I think we were me and my me and my friends were on school holidays in year eleven, so I was about sixteen at the time. Were you allowed to get tattooed that age? No, you'd be eighteen here as well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, I was maybe even like fifteen, just about to turn sixteen, because my all my friends are older than me, so I don't know quite if I'd turned 16 yet. But um, one of my friends, yeah, we were on school holidays and one of my mates sort of came around to our place and he'd just gotten tattooed by one of our friends that started tattooing at her house mm. and she coincidentally just lived like across the road from me. So Sick. They came to, he came to my house like straight after it, just being like, fuck, look what I got. And we were just like, oh my god like you got a tattoo this is sick like yeah we all just went for a quick walk-in yeah so yeah <laughs> me and me and my couple other mates all just like walked over to a house and we're like yep we're getting tattooed today and i was basically just like oh no i think i like sat up all night knowing tomorrow was gonna be the day i was like mm. oh, what am i gonna get what am i gonna get and just like instantly i was just like thinking of cartoons i'm like all right simpsons <gasps> family guy south park what am i getting what am i getting and then what did you get? I, I rocked up in the in the morning. I was like getting Ren and Stimpy. Let's do it. And so I got it like on my hip, like <laughs> under my underwear, so like my <laughs> so mom couldn't see me and stuff. Like, wait, did you get a pair um, of them, one on each hip? No, nah, they're both together oh, on the okay. one hip. Still got it. It's the only tattoo from that time I do still have, just because it's like everything num- is blasted over. Huh? Yeah, yeah, got a lot of blasts over. Did she go on a tattoo? No, nah, like, she didn't. No? Nah? nah, I don't know what her deal was. I don't know even why she started. Mm. She just like one day just had a tattoo kit at home and was just like pumping them out like for like a solid month or something. Like Whoa. just all of us, we all got one. Um, and yeah, I was just like sitting on a couch in a lounge room, smoking a ciggy, drinking a beer, watching TV. Yeah. Just while she's like tattooing my hip. I'm like, fuck. Like, pretty funny. I feel but, like um, every tattoo I know other than me gnarly. has been tattooed before... They turned 18. Yeah. They snuck their way. They found their way. They got their way. No, I waited till my 18th birthday. I wanted to. I just wasn't like... Seems like the normal way to do it. I wasn't like unlucky enough to be lucky back then because I'd Mm. be unlucky now, I suppose. But Mm. I um, 
my friend Gabriel, he knew this like gangster kid who he had some like prison equipment that he had gotten from his uncle mm. who taught him how to make it when he got out of prison or something. Mm. And, um, we were going to go to his house to get tattooed. I remember it was like this long way to get there and we got there and he didn't have something. I don't know if he was missing a supply. Mm. It could have been anything, but it didn't happen. And then there was also this one dude that lived like by Rutland park. It was like a few blocks from my school. Mm. He's this older dude. Like, I don't know how old I want to say like maybe 50, you know, mm. and he would do like piercings out of his garage and he tattoo as well. And he would pierce like, I got pierced by him when I was like a kid. Mm. Like he would just pierce anyone. You come with like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, and just pierce you. But he wouldn't tattoo house. you out of his house. Yeah. Mm. But he wouldn't tattoo you unless you're 18. Because he, do you think, what do you think he had standards, you know? Yeah. What do you think's worse from coming from both industries? Backyard piercing or backyard tattooing? Like, which has I think more piercings, risk? I think piercing is more unsafe. Yeah. Yeah, because a tattoo, like there's not really... You're, you're going to heal it. Even mm. if it's a horrible tattoo, there's not much mm. in the way of that tattoo healing. Yeah. Piercing, you have to wear that piece of jewelry, whatever you have in you, that yeah. your body has to work around that. Mm. Even sometimes a good, like a good piercing with good jewelry, with good aftercare, sometimes that can be bumped wrong or mm. so you have to have like everything dialed in right for you have the best chance for it to work. Mm. And tattooing, I think, I think generally you can be a good tattoo with crappy equipment and still make a good tattoo. Mm. You can't be a good piercer with crappy jewelry yeah. and make a good piercing it's only as good as what you install yeah but i got pierced by him um nice. but he wouldn't tattoo me he was a mysterious dude but he was sketchy because he was tattooing chicks mm. so it was like there was girls that had tattoos but the guys couldn't it was it was super sus mm. and um yeah i i tried to have a go at like hand poking a smiley face in my palm Mm. but I, it, it hurt. I, mm. I just, I like plucked it in the dead skin. It mm. was like washed off that night probably. Mm. And, um, I got touched on my 18th birthday, but, mm. but yeah, I had friends that were like going for it. I guess I just wasn't like tough enough or lucky enough or mm. a woman, you know? Cause there was times where there's all these little things where it almost happened. Almost happened. Like at 15, I was gonna get the circle mm. jerks dude on my forearm. You know, mm. that almost happened. That fell through. Mm. But I think the one thing I hear is like my friend, Brian, I was interviewing him before and he just got ballsy and walked in the shop and sat down at 15, mm. just act like he belonged there. And I've heard a lot yeah. of stories like that. And I never really knew that. I just never, I just that assumed that that, that happen, wasn't yeah. a possibility, mm. you know, I, I, without getting, <laughs> I just didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I, up or something. yeah, I just wouldn't it even, definitely doesn't sound like the safer way to do it. Yeah. I wouldn't even, yeah. I don't or, think it crossed my mind until my mate got that tattoo. And I was just like, Right. What are we doing this? Are we getting tats like these holidays? This is sick. Like that is cool. I don't think I'd thought about it before or like, I think I was maybe drawing tattoo stuff mm. at school already Whoa. in that time. Um, yeah, I think so I was, was tattooing something that you were like, I want to be a tattooer one day. Well, like I'd always been drawing, like I was always the kid in my class that could draw type thing. And so like people were like, Oh, Right. Up this tad, or like you know, would just like sharpie stuff on or so, whatever. Um, I always not not necessarily interest in tattooing. I always like wanted to be an illustrator for comic books or something. That's cool. Like, yeah. That's really what I wanted to do. I used to collect comic books. I used to do these cartooning classes outside of school. Um, that yeah taught me a lot. Um, and I just used to buy comic books. Like I have a big comic book collection, but. I couldn't really read them that well, so I just kind of <laughs> buy, buy them for the imagery and like just that right. was that was my way of reading comics was like picking my favorite picture in that one 
and recreating it. Next, buy a new one. Right. Get my favorite picture, recreate it sort of thing. So, yeah, always had an interest in that. But then, yeah, I guess when I turned like 16 or something, it's kind of like, you know, people start get, people are starting to get jobs and starting to like think about like, oh, shit, like school's kind of coming mm. to an end in a couple of years. What are we going to do? And, um, yeah, I moved to this like art school that was um, kind of, I was allowed to ditch like maths and that Whoa, sort of really? stuff and like just do like three art bass classes two music classes and english that's cool so i did that for the last two years of my schooling so it was kind of like and you know it was really really laid back school like casual clothes call the teachers by their first name it was very like a university atmosphere so they were really hitting you with those questions of like well yeah what are you going to do this semester what's your project going to be like maybe try steer it towards that's awesome and stuff and so i kind of just threw out the idea that oh maybe i want to do tattoos or something like that could be cool and he's like yeah cool do it like really they weren't even like yeah they were just like yep start start researching some stuff and you can do this semester on on tattoo art and stuff so um yeah in my in my graphic design class i was just the whole year was just tattoo based so that was year 11 i think and so everyone kind of has like everyone has a curriculum curated to like what they're going for like the teacher well, kind, kind of, of works with like, them in a way you just like given a brief of like uh like one terms project was pick pick an existing business okay take take a take any take an existing business that you think is sort of failing and like photograph the outside rebrand so marketing them. class kind of thing yeah like yeah. rebrand them draw them up a new logo draw them up merch and stuff mm-hmm. so i took a photo of this tattoo shop that was on my way between my house and my school, I just like took a photo of it. <laughs> keep shitty sort of Photoshop new signage for them. Designed this like wolf as the logo and drew them up merch and all this stuff. So it was all like sort of tattoo based. And then another thing was um, just like design a design an image. Yeah. Sort of like just design a logo for a client or something. Right. And so I would be like, Oh, my client's a tattoo client. They, yeah, they've given me this brief and mm-hmm. it's just sort of like as long as you can explain it it was accepted and like my teachers were really pushing it and really excited about it and stuff like wow this is like really cool we've never like really seen this sort of right. come through this school yet and stuff so yeah basically my research was buying tattoo magazines and copying them and stuff um and then yeah so sort of after i got that tattoo uh, like that same year around that same time i was like shit like i could probably do this like i could Whoa. do this better than she's doing it i for think sure, like, right, yeah because it was like i don't know yeah no offense to her or anything but like yeah they weren't they weren't great by any means like for the tattoo's sure. still there it's actually it's in there it's cool but yeah i don't know i had this sort of like cockiness excitement of like yes i reckon if she can do it i can do it sort of thing mm-hmm. so like i went and for like my 16th birthday i like asked my mom i'm like can i get a tattoo kit um for my birthday and she's like hell no <laughs> and i was like no no like just I'll, i've heard they come with like rubber skins that you can practice mm. on and stuff i'm like i just want to do that i just want like another medium because she taken me to like airbrushing classes and stuff wow um and stuff like that she always like pushed my art like it's quite such supportive parents in that that like yeah that. supportive cool. mum. yeah not, not dad but like um mm. yeah my mum was very supportive she like she she always loved art and my art and yeah would always try to push me as much as she could so yeah i kind of somehow convinced her to buy me a tattoo kit 
if I could only tattoo on like rubber skins and not on my friends. Did you stick to that though? <laughs> so, <laughs> no. As soon as it came in the mail, uh, I was like, oh, sweet. I'm do. going to my bedroom, mom, like locked the door, cranked up like death metal, like just to like drown out. I just started like fiddling around. I couldn't like, I don't know if it came with an instruction manual or something, but it was like one of those Chinese kits off eBay. Right. So, Maybe it was in Chinese. Maybe I just didn't read it, but I knew nothing about anything. I was like setting up these tight threes and like hanging the needle out this far and just like popping it like into my leg. And like, it's just... like that video on Instagram. That was with the chick. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It was pretty much like that. That's I you. don't know if it was quite like lifting the skin up as far as hers was, <laughs> but it was like pop, 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 pop. Right. And like bleeding out and bleeding out. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, like drew this like heart here, a couple stars here. And did you I have just, like were you when you're when you're going having a go at it, were you you had the like the you were just going? You weren't yeah. like scared of the No, nah, I don't know what I was doing. I like I think I like drew like something on the skin first and it was like I remember it was hanging out so far that it was going through the skin, like tattooing my table underneath. Like whoa. it was like <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, what is this? I'm like this is crazy. I should try it on my skin because I'm just tattooing the table now. Like I couldn't work that out, so I thought maybe I'll try this out instead. Because when I had when I had to go at doing it myself, I, I was like very like wimpy about it, and I I kind of nah. like it sketched my like I'd kind of like blown out, fallen out, blown out, fallen out. It was hard to get that nah. just to have that will to just to, even when I'd pierce oh, myself yeah. when I was a teenager, yeah. it would like I'd pierce my ear, take like half an hour, just mm. like you know, okay, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I never had the. I never could just yeah, fall through. Pop. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I guess I just started with small enough stuff that it was just kind of like over in two lines, and it was just like, you could you could already see it was like all blurry, and I was like, whoa, this is sick. Did another thing, and then, um, yeah, above my Ren and Stimpy, I wrote Oh Joy, like because that's what they always used to say. So I like tattooed that above it, and like that was like collab. D- that was like day one. I'd yeah. Like, already done like five tattoos and stuff, and I was like holy shit, freaking out, calling up my mates, like, come around, come around, like, and so... It's on. Yeah, I think literally day one... Um, Where's your mom my, at? she in the other room? she where? She's in the other room, yeah. She's, I don't know. She had to have known. She just, yeah, I don't know. She's she's a legend. She just, like, yeah. really likes to, like, puts a lot of faith in me, I think, or something. I don't boys know. Will be boys. Just, I don't know what it was. I don't know why she would not come and check or something, like... I don't know. I was just like, mom, I'm going to figure this out. Just like, leave me alone. I need to do this. Lock, <laughs> lock the door, turned up death metal and just went for it. And yeah, she just kind of was chilled. And then I think after that, when I was tattooing my friends, I'd like kind of wait till strategically she's gone out or something. Right. But she never really left the house much. So there wasn't many options like that. So I pretty much just had to crank music pretty loud Every time. and just do it in my bedroom. So yeah, I think day two was, yeah, calling out my best mate, Jackie. He came around. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Do some hearts on my belly or something. Sick. I think like Ollie Sykes had hearts on his belly or something. He definitely he definitely emulated a couple of his first tattoos off Ollie okay. Sykes because it's kind of what we were into at the time, like metalcore, uh-huh. deathcore, and that's sort of those are the tattoos we were seeing, like the posters on our wall of like, okay, uh, we should get that. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, get a sharpie and like looking at the poster, trying to copy it. and Yeah, so did you, were you like transferring stencils on the skin? No, nah, so no stencils came with it. It's just whatever I could draw with a Sharpie is okay. what I would do. So yeah, I drew like these three hearts on his belly and he laid down on my bed and I was just like, all right, you ready? 
and you obviously know the the belly's like he was just like ah 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 like jumping about and stuff and I'm like I'm like dude you gotta like gotta sit still like yeah so I did these like yeah three three red hearts on his belly and they're still there and yeah and so we went if you're tatting the table then they're in there they probably show up on his back (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah they were they were about about that so um (laughs) then yeah we went to a party that night and we were like showing our friends and he was like yeah we were pretty cool that pretty cool that night i think and then it was just like that was it i think like school holidays were over and then we were, were back at school and we were all like showing off these tattoos we'd gotten over school and then every weekend for like the next few months I'd have like two or three friends come around, pay me 10 bucks, I'd tattoo them, oh, sort of thing. But $10 it was like, minimum. it was only what I could draw with a Sharpie. Right. So like, um, I think the next one, for some reason we were all about like getting our stomachs tattooed just because it's like, I don't think that's any easier to cover than your legs, like from your parents. Right. So uh, I don't know what it was, but literally the first like handful of tattoos I did were those three hearts on my mate's belly. And then these two ghosts on my other mate's belly, like spooky, spooky, wobbly, just like whatever I could draw on, like just wobbly shape with two eyes sort Mm -hmm. of thing there and there, two matching ones. And then my next mate was like, I want Pac-Man and Ms. (laughs) Pac-Man. And then like, we'll eventually do like all the ghosts. It was going to be like, it's going to be like this big, like Pac-Man board belly piece. I'm like, okay, I guess we'll start with the, pac-man pac-lady thing <laughs> and so you can imagine what freehanding on two perfect circles Fuck. you can imagine what stenciling two perfect circles would be like yeah it's let hard, alone, it's hard now them, <laughs> let alone drawing them on so we i reckon we spent a good two hours of me just like trying right. to draw on these perfect circles with a sharpie and like we're like oh i don't know like looking oh. in the mirror like acting as if if I could draw it perfect, then they're going to come out right. Like, we're not even thinking about the tattooing part. I've done, right. like, two terrible tattoos so far. Still don't know how I'm setting up a machine. I don't I don't know how I picked... I don't know how I knew, like, you know, to put drop a needle too. on a grommet, put that there, put right. a tube here, put a rubber band around it. Mm. I don't know if there was a rubber band around it. I didn't even know if there was a grommet around the needle thing. Mm. I don't, like... I don't know just what was going bouncing. on. It was just I was putting things where it looked... I think maybe like a little diagram came with this, something like okay, that. I'm like, okay, so this is where the bits go. Mm. And so, but yeah, anyway, spent two hours like drawing like this and his brother's like, I don't know, man, I think that one's a little bigger. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 like fully like, this is my first real client of like, maybe we should move it a bit higher. Maybe, should, maybe that should be a bit smaller. Whoa. And like, I was going with it. I was pumped. I was like, whoa, this is like a job. Like, yeah, I can't believe I'm getting paid 10 bucks to do this. This is sick. I'm going to like, Go buy lollies and be stuff. Be rich. So yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> we draw him on and then he lays down on the bed and like one line in, he's just like screaming and like leaping about and almost like diving off the bed and his brother's like holding his upper body down like on the bed and my mate's got his legs. I'm just like, There's some action still. lines in there. Yeah. I was like, hold still. I can't do it. I think, yeah. <gasps> anyway, he came out with these, yeah, two... Pac-Man, Pac-Lady on his belly and they're blown out and Are they still around? Do you know him? Still? Well, yeah. I'd, he was actually living with me at the time and then we had a bit of a falling out. So mm. I didn't see him for a few years and then he ended up coming back to my shop kind of recently because he was living in the area. I'm pretty sure I saw him then and then the other night I was just out to dinner and I was 
telling the guys this story and they're like, fuck, you got to get a photo of that. Like, you got to get like a healed portfolio I, I need, like, of a your... healed photo of that. And so I was like messaging him, messaging him. And I don't know whether I've got his old number or something, but I didn't get a response. So I don't have like a current healed photo, but mm. on my old computer, I definitely have Sick. the actual photos. Because I was taking photos of everything. I took photos of like those stars, took photos of those hearts, wow. took photos of those, took photos of every single tattoo I've ever done from then to now like still 100% yeah really 100%. even like walking stuff like yeah I'm pretty sure I still take a photo of everything have you have you, even, have you kept track is it organized like can you actually not really because yeah that was when I was like 16 that was like my family computer I was just like uploading it and putting right. it in like a hidden folder so mom can mm. see it hidden folder called like schoolwork <laughs> schoolwork 07 or 06 or something mm-hmm. and just like hiding it away and um, so yeah they're all there and then we got a new computer and then they're all on that computer. And right. I, I had that computer up until only a couple of years ago. So that's still pretty active. I've got a lot of old photos. That's a tricky thing with like technology changing like, and like old thing. Mm. Like I used to like film a lot when I was skateboarding in middle yeah, school and, and high school. All these like discs and tapes and shit. It's yeah. Like, okay, where are those and how do I even play them? Exactly. Where's I had a bunch the... of these little cassettes that popped yeah. in my camera. And I was like, like well, I'm not used for these. Mm. Yeah. And I really wish I'd kept that stuff. That stuff's long gone, but yeah. Things just kept moving and changing too quickly. I reckon in a few years' time, I'll I'll bu- I'll try bust out that original computer and just like that'd be so. You know, cool. they all have like timestamps and stuff, which is handy, so I can really right. pinpoint like the day I did tat one or mm. like the month. And I definitely know. Yeah, it it was definitely in year eleven, so that would be two thousand seven is when I did my first batch of tattoos. Right, really. That's um, so cool. I wish I like. A doc, yeah. I, I don't know. So I, I know that much. I didn't doc the stuff. I had document. I'm not very organized, and I, when I try to be organized, I don't know where to organize things. Like mm. my, I have stuff that's not backed up into iCloud. I don't know how iCloud works or what iCloud yeah, is. I don't know like what it is I just it'd I be really know. handy. But yeah, if really I knew it worked, it's just like I wish I was like that. Like I saw even Tim, he had like all of his books dialed in on his iPad. I'm like, how'd mm. you do that? And I have some stuff Things in this scanner app. Like I have that. some stuff <laughs> in my other scanner app. Some yeah. stuff in iBook. Some stuff in Photos. And I'm like, I need to like buckle down and figure this out, you know? Yeah, if anything, I think those older stuff, I think that older stuff is more cataloged than my current stuff. Right. I think I'd be able to find that more than I would be able to find a tattoo I did two years ago. Okay. It's just like, you know, the, you just, all the photos just end up on your phone and then that phone breaks and then you kind of get a new one and some stuff I've comes lost over, a lot of some stuff, stuff, like stuff that. doesn't. Right. Some stuff you've backed up onto one computer that also broke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think also I we think don't... back then it was like folders. But then also the you got to think about like you were taking the photos part of the camera and then now with the cell phone, it's you could blast off a hundred photos without thinking about it. Space yeah. is not an issue. These no. photos aren't really like... Um, mm. They're not really valuable. Like yeah. you don't really think about them when you take them mm. and we screenshot shit we never look at again. Mm. And so it's just... I don't know. It's different than like, yeah. okay, fucking put this floppy disk or mm. SD card. Or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's different. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, even when I started properly tattooing, yeah, I was like taking photos of digital camera, right? Putting it onto the computer, putting it in Photoshop, kind of like <laughs> like a black haze around the Sick. background, just so it was like this is tattoo I've seen in magazines. They black out the background. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm gonna do that with every tattoo. So I'm like sitting there manually, like right, blacking it all out. And so like, yeah, I was actually taking time with those photos. Of like, I want to get a good one. Gonna right. put that up tonight. Gonna put that on MySpace tonight. And fuck yeah. Yeah. So, but now it's just kind of like. 
Yeah, I remember when I first, uh, when I got in my apprenticeship and the first shop I worked at after that, we had to have uh, black haze around every photo to be in the portfolio. Mm. Like it was every... It does look nice. Yeah, every every tattooer had it, but I didn't know how to do it. So it's like I had to kind of I don't like, know how to do it on the iPhone. I would like to still kind of do it. I think it looks neat, but I like, now well, I try to take it in front of a black background sometimes. Right. Important sometimes when that studio feature works out, it's cool. The studio light where it just blacks out everything around it. Yeah. But it's really yeah, hit or miss. Yeah. Mine does it, but it's it's more for faces and it doesn't really mm. the issue with tattoos is it'll if you have a black tattoo on your leg next to it, it'll catch that black. So it'll be like it'll be the tattoo, um. the leg, and there'll be a chunk missing from their leg. Because they'll think that that's background. So um. it'll count that like that panther so it's tail. Actually, it's not just like uh, No. No, it, it'll I'm see an image focus and it'll mm. just see where the ring of light is and cut in. So if mm. it's a leg and there's like a black tattoo here, then there'll be a triangle cut out of the leg. Mm. Or also the light will focus in the wrong spots. It's really good for what's supposed to be for photo, for a face. Mm. But I think in a couple of years it's going to be awesome. Mm. But it's not like a real photo like with aperture adjusting. It's just like a program. The program is yeah. still, it's not there yet. You know? It's weird. I feel like... For some reason, tattoos seem to be really hard to take photos of. <laughs> Especially, I think it's pretty much yeah. like the hardest part of the job because I don't think I've ever. I still haven't like, figured it out. Yeah, and we even went through this phase of like we brought a Polaroid camera, like sort of one of the newish ones. I did it, too, and it, and it, it like, looks like shit. You can't pick up tattoos for some reason. No, it's like they're good. You you need to be a certain distance away, and then that distance is too far for the tattoo. And yeah, and when it's up close, it's just like blurred and washed yep. out or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought that would have been cool of like, take a Polaroid of every tattoo and have yeah. this like just instant Polaroid yep. album that you sort of like I tried taking to do that old too. ones out, just putting new ones in. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I liked I liked the physical portfolio. Yes. We used to have that at our shop and um, we'd, yeah, first it was you would go print out the photos, mm-hmm. stick photos in an album. Yep. But that's kind of hard to keep up with. No, you can do like now. You need which to keep going and printing. I did with my... My most recent album, which was like four years mm. ago, five years ago, they, um, you like, a book. yeah, well, no, I didn't do that. I, I never got to that point, but, um, you could send it like to Walgreens, like the drugstore we have in the States mm. and they have an app and you could print, you could log into your Instagram and take the photos from that and print them out. Mm. And you can do the physical book, but you could print out these square photos and you could buy a photo album with square things and you slide in. So each page will have you don't four have to taps. Like, screenshot them all. It just does it. Yeah. You, you just go to your Instagram and you like. You log into your it's Walgreens app, then you go, this is Walgreens fucking commercial. Mm. Yeah. And then you go to your Instagram, you could click the ones you want and it'll just print them out and you'll have, you pick them at the store and you put them in there. But that's you can cool. also print a photo book there too. And I've done that like last minute. Mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's the thing. Yeah. I want to get into, I found, um, I got, since I've been getting the film stuff, I got that super eight camera. Mm. I got in like, I've been looking on eBay, all these like film cameras for photography and for videography. And, um, there's this like Hasselblad, five ten something and it's like this camera it's like a hipstery camera really mm. old one and you like look down it's a direct mirror of what it is and it's like it, everything's manual and stuff like that mm. but you can get a polaroid backing for it and it's oh, like this pull that slide out yeah that what he just used in yeah. the abandoned show yesterday yes it was like that springy looking yeah yeah, yeah. And that, that's a polaroid you but this. you can get this one's a different oh. camera but you can buy the polaroid that what's on the back of that yeah. you buy that and click it on the back of that mm. so you get this like sharp ass crispy photo but you can pull it out the same mm. way and I kind of want to like do that to document my tattoos mm. and have these like physical photos. I just like yeah. the idea of something like in yeah, my that's hands. What I was thinking I was just like, and then yeah, I won't lose take it. Take photos, put it straight in. 
There it is, done. Then the next day, someone comes in and they're just like, oh, I just saw this on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like current. Yeah, I love that. That's the thing is like, we used to print these photo books and it's just kind of like, in a few weeks or a month, it's like out of date. Now you're just like looking at my old stuff. I'm worried about the whole iPad craze too. Like all these drawings, like just disappearing and not having a history Mm. of like, you know, a drawer full of line drawings. Like Mm. I think the convenience of, of being able to take so many photos and the convenience of being able to draw so many things, it it doesn't have any longevity other than that current timestamp. You know, it's just, just like social media that, that post is temporary, that drawing, the photograph, Mm. that video and Instagram story disappears 24 Mm. hours. Everything's so temporary. Yeah. I've kind of embraced that at the moment. I I used to be, when I first started, it was like every drawing I did went into a folder. So I had these like big, those big, thick, like, ring binder right. folders with all those pockets just, like, mm-hmm. stuffed and stuffed with just sketches and drawings and line drawings. And I used to even keep stencils. I don't know why. Someone I kind of want to do that. Someone told me that was a thing. So I had this, like, right. cupboard full of, like, just wet purple it's stencils. Gross, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, coming off with dead oil and you just, like, throw it in a cupboard. <laughs> and it's just, like, they all just stick together in this big pile. I don't know why I was keeping them for so long. It was, like, a few years worth of this pile of stencils. Because mm. my boss told me like, oh, just keep that. You can just use that again. Whoa. I was just like, <laughs> I never not. did. Right. Because it was like, it never well, really came up. Too, yeah. You're never really going to put, you're never really coincidentally going to put like Susan back right, on like another husband stuff. that wants right. the same size. Let me dig size. through my sticky pile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like coincidentally the same <laughs> size and shape and whatever. So right. it's just kind of like, this pile was useless. I was like, eh, I'm not doing that anymore. Throw it out. Mm. And then still kept, kept keeping all the sketches. But then, yeah, in recent years, it's just kind of been like, as soon as I'm done with that tattoo, scrunch it up. Really? It in the bin. Yeah. I just like, I don't even want to see Whoa. it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I've That's got this, crazy. I've got the guys that... I have a pile. And it's yeah. sort of keep it organized. It's such a pain in my ass. Mm. But I love my pile. Yeah. I don't know. I only keep things that like from flash sheets like someone might pick it you need to have yeah Yeah. here it is like just don't have to draw it again or um if it's just like something generic that i like the way i did it like i like that rose i'm gonna keep that rose this is gonna be my rose for a bit or like i like this wolf head i'm gonna keep that wolf head i like this panther head gonna keep that Mm. crawling panther keep that but like, but you're doing a lot of custom tattooing that doesn't really apply. Pretty much, you know every I mean? single tattoo I do. Like you can't do that that zombie thing. sleeve. You can't use. Yeah, I can't that. use that again. So yeah. I'm just like, man, I don't even want to see it. It's just going to take up room here. Scrunch. Yeah, move on. Yeah, the guys, the guys at work joke about. I've got this like little pile in near my station that like, <laughs> I'll get into panic mode sometimes of just like, you know, you're just having like one of those days and it's like, fuck, quick, I need a ship. Like, tattoo <laughs> ship in ten minutes. I need a ship. I'll just like dive into this pile and like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. And everyone's yelling. like, what are you looking for today? Yeah. Like, Ship. And I'm like, yes, here it is. Client walks in. See, here's what I've uh, sketched up for you. I've got a, <laughs> I just thought, you know, I'd go with this shit, like blah, blah, blah. And then like, I'll change it while I'm tattooing it. Like, yeah, I can confidently do that. I don't need to like mm-hmm. redraw it and be like, oh, this, the sales kind of needs to go that way. I'm going to put like dashes on the sails instead of right. dots or instead of nothing or well that's why I'm i keep wood it grain on the hull and, i feel like yeah. i keep i try to do like a very i don't draw like when i'm drawing things i'm not drawing my specific idea or the, it's it's mm. if i'm drawing ships i'm drawing ships today i'm drawing eagles today i'm drawing whatever yeah. and then when it comes to the tattoo like i can spice it up i can add that name and that banner i can like mm. make that happen and I, I like i also like being able to like travel and have these 
line drawings, whether physically with me or in my iPad mm. and being able to like not have the flash reference, like how can mm. you color the end day? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Cause I can like custom tailor it to whatever they're wearing. Okay. They have a lot of mm. green or green or what, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. I like that. I like the, just kind of, it's something magic about making on the skin. I think that you mm. can't really, you can't plan everything before. It mm. just doesn't, it's, yeah. you need to try it on. You need to see how it looks on the person. You need to like mm. take it from there. Yeah. You know? I'm definitely about that sort of organic way of creating them these days anyway. That's like, yeah, I see the way the you moment. guys work. Yeah, you guys are like drawing just kind of draw appointments in yeah. the morning mm -hmm. right before they come in. Like, I just started I doing that. I need that pressure of like, to get if, it done. if I'm trying to draw it the night before, I know I don't have to. So mm -hmm. I can kind of doodle about, uh, I'm not feeling it, whatever. Like, do I commit to it even though I'm not feeling it just to get it done? Or do I scrunch it up and just do it in the morning? So it's kind of like, we're just doing it in the morning. I don't have that. I don't like my mind is on it. Like yeah. I wake up in the morning, I look at my diary. Cool. Got to. Yeah, and ideas got a change and the today. ideas don't, <laughs> yeah. ideas change. And they don't sync up later. And like, yeah, that, like you're like, how's oh, I going to shoot that in when I drew mm. that three months ago? Yeah. That's you know what, what I mean? mean. It's like, I'm thinking about the tattoo as I'm drawing it, as I'm looking at the client, as I'm stenciling it on sort of mm -hmm. thing. It's like, it's all just happening that morning. And it's like, I just go for it. Yeah. I just started doing that. Like maybe a year ago before that it yeah. was, it was back and forth, back and forth, back mm. and forth, changing their ideas. So they changed their ideas. And mm. now it's like, I try to keep it really, really straightforward. And yeah, I find it's kind of hard to like navigate that in the emails and not come off like rude when being mm. straightforward, you know, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, come mm. in. Yeah, yeah, come in. Yeah, come in. I want to just mm. like, I want, I, I want more of that time in real life. Cause I think that's when it's most valuable when the yeah. person's in front of me, mm. I just don't want to do that. You know what I mean? That yeah. online thing is weird. Mm. I don't get it. Yeah. I, that's kind of how I book clients in as well. I just like, yeah. So I'm like, Hey, do you have time for a tattoo soon? And I'm like, yep. November 17. See you there. And they're like, cool. Like, <laughs> do you want a deposit? Nah, can't be bothered. Like just, I don't even want to know what you're getting. Just you've, you've got a couple hours with me. I'll do a tattoo for a couple hours sort of thing. That's cool. I don't really do full day sessions. Even if I book him for three hours, I only get tattooed for two, which is sort of, mostly the case it's like i don't care like if i just get to have a bit of a breather between the two mm -hmm. appointments it's a good thing i'm not like oh shit you only use two hours of your four hour time like how are you gonna make up the rest sort mm. of thing it's like i'm cool if it's less than what i've booked in it's kind of right. like that's a bonus sometimes it's kind of like i'll hit him up the night before just be like what do you do you want again and it's like oh yeah we're starting my sleeve and i'm just like Oh shit. Like, all right, let's make this work. And you know, it always seems to work out. It's just kind of like, Oh, well, coincidentally my afternoon's canceled. I've got the whole day for you. It's perfect. Like everything kind of works out. The less I stress about it, the better it is for everyone. If I'm stressing, the client's not going to get a good result. Yeah. So I just try stay as calm as possible. Book everyone an even amount of time. They can use that time how they want. And yeah, if they want something big and it's like, we don't happen to get through it. Like, you know, four hours is usually probably someone's threshold anyway. Right. It's like, are they, I'm, I'm not really like a large scale Japanese work guy that like people booking in. Everything know, we do can be done in an hour, two hours. Yeah, exactly. With it's conversation. Kind of like, and, with those large scale yeah. stuff is like the client booking in knows they're probably going to sit for like six to eight hours. It's like, they're prepared for that. I don't think my clients are prepared for that. They right. see my work online. They assume it's quick. So I don't really book him longer than four hours. So it kind of just works out. So let's, let's rewind back. Mm. So, so you're tatting from the pad. 
Yeah. You're getting freaky. You're yeah. laying them in deep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 17 or so. So what happened from there? Um, yeah. So then, yeah, all through year 12, I was still just tattooing friends on weekends. And, um, had you ever stepped the, foot in a tattoo shop at that point? Um, yes. So that was my first tattoo when I was like, maybe just turned 16. And mm-hmm. then I think about six months later, um, one of my friends came to school with like a proper shop tattoo and he was like 16. Whoa. And I was like, where the hell did you get that? It's a different and world. He's, he's like, this shop just opened up. I, they're not asking for IDs for some reason. Like, Score. I don't want to like, this is in the past. This is like, I'm not calling, I'm not trying to rat on this shop or anything. Mm-hmm. It actually ended up being the shop I started tattooing at. So mm. I'm actually very grateful. But at the time in, I think it was Australia wide or at least in Victoria, you were allowed to get tattooed 16 and 17 with parental consent. Right. So it wasn't that far fetched, you know. That's how it is still in Arizona. You didn't have to lie about your age. You just had to lie about the consent part. So. Wait, so you don't have the parent with you? It's a gray area. You could bring in a written note signed by your parent and then like call them. Weird, like a doctor's note kind of. It was like (laughs) pretty, pretty loose. Right. When I started working there, it was kind of like. I'm sure it's self-regulated between tattoo shops. Some shops. Yeah, that wasn't. I don't think that's how it should have been done, but that's how it was kind of getting by. So basically my mate kind of lied that yes, his parents wrote this note, said he can do it. Right. And so then I just went along with him next time because he's like, I've got another one booked in. You should come with me. So I went along next time and just acted all cool. Just like, yeah, I want to book in a tattoo for next time. Like, um, here's a photo of what I want, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yep, cool. Like booked it all in. Like the apprentice just booked it in for me and stuff. And so I was kind of like just bailed, came back on the day. was sort of like, this is what we've drawn up, sort of setting up for the tattoo. And he's just like, how old are you? I was like, um, 16, like, why? And he's like, is your parents cool with this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. And he's like, so what happens if, like, your mum comes here? What's going to happen? And I'm like, no, 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 she won't. She's cool. Trust me. Like, don't stress. And <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of got away with it. It was just a slightly different time. What'd you get? Um, I got this one on my stomach. It's kind of like based off a Banksy piece, like a girl letting go of that balloon. Okay, yeah. Um, sort of based it on my sister. So it's kind of like a realism version of the Banksy mm. piece. It's kind of weird. I don't know really why I went for that. It was just like me and my sister were going through some stuff at the time. And I was like, I should really get a tattoo for her. Like she means a lot to me, I think. And like, I loved Banksy at the time. Like I had that book. That was that era for sure. That book was like so good. Yeah. Like my cousin had just got me that for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was like all pumped on it. And I was like, yeah, cool. I was like, super. I was stoked when that came out. I got yeah, stolen so, from Barnes and Noble when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first shop tattoo was right on my stomach, and um, yeah, so I left from school early. Met some chick at the bus stop who went to my school, but I never met her before. And she's like, "Oh, want me? To, should I come along?" And I was like, uh, "Okay." She ended up like holding my hand the whole time, like patting my head, like, trying to calm me down because, like, obviously by like. A couple hours in, I was like freaking out. Stomach oh, so it took, it was how long? T- yeah, it took a few hours, maybe two and a half hours. I can't tell, t- I see the heart. Yeah, so I kind of got my whole front oh, piece around okay, it, but yeah, 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 there's yeah. this girl here and this okay, balloon yeah. up here. So she's kind of lost like that. in that for a second. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like it because she's kind of just like a ghost now. 
for sure faded and shit yeah maybe it took like two and a half hours i think by like the two hour point i was like all right i need to stop like this is fucked like i can't do this like you know oh, my Tony. only other experience is me kind of like scratching about and getting this and that's like, like five minutes you know? here. so yeah it was pretty and yeah to be so being so young as well i was like you know not prepared and yeah, you know what you're in for so yeah, this chick ended up like patting my head the whole time, like feeding me water and shit. It was like weird. I still don't even know her name to this day. Don't know who she is, where she was Just from. Just a little tat angel from the yeah, streets. it was weird. <laughs> we never like, didn't like make out or anything. We didn't do anything. She just coached me through my first tat. Sick, and yeah. And we just sort of like went on our ways. Really weird. So anyway, because I had that experience, I was like, okay, I now know someone that tattoos like professionally. This is like my soon-to-be boss that I didn't I didn't quite know was about to be my oh, boss. Oh, so he was the owner of the shop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he did my tattoo. His name's Woody. Um, and so then started going back to my house, tattooing people, tattooing people. I started running out of supplies like that came with the kit. I think it came with like, you know, 10 or 20 needles or something. So I'd probably done like 20 by this point over the course of a couple of months. Right. And so I started going to him like, can I have some more supplies? Like, can you help mm. me with this and stuff? And he's like, uh, you shouldn't really be doing that anyway. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm a teenager. I am, I kinda, so. I don't know. Can you help me out? He's like, well, if you're going to do it, you should at least do it clean. Like, you know, like, what are you using? I was like, oh, I was using all these disposable tubes. I think I'm running out. He's like, he's like, go to Johnny Dollar's shop, Sick. buy some steel tubes. You can sterilize them here, buy needles from here. Who's selling supplies at the stuff. shop? Yeah, so Johnny Dollar is still a, a tattoo supply really a supplier as well Whoa. as well as being a tattoo shop okay so yeah woody put me onto johnny dollar i think i went straight there brought you know a couple lining i think i just brought lining tubes i didn't know what shading was mm. <laughs> i had one machine that i was just kind of like scratching color in with and stuff right so i was asking him about it. he's like well, what are these for blah 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 i'm like uh i don't know doing tats and he's like well you need a liner you need a shader like what do you got i'm like i don't know and so like sold me a machine sold me some tubes sold me some needles i'm like okay cool like i think i've got everything then um (laughs) oh this story's so funny i went home and with this new machine i was like oh sweet Um, (laughs) no 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 this is okay i i was confusing two stories so i i went home and yeah started using all this stuff and like, I just had this like little Chinese power supply that just like ended up breaking. Like it just like mm. wasn't working anymore. Nothing was working. I'm like, fuck, I'm like midway through a tattoo. Right. So I kind of like get back on the train, rush back to Johnny Dollars, who's like an hour away from me. And I'm like, this power supply just died. Like, what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's just a Chinese piece of crap. Like that's what's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? Do you have any new ones? He's like, well, I could sell you another Chinese power supply, but it's just going to do the same thing. And I'm like, well, I really want one that's not going to break. Right. And he kind of like, he kind of did the whole like, you know, on Simpsons when like Homer goes to buy a computer that needs the internet. And the, <laughs> and the guy's like, you'll need, a, you'll need a top of the line machine for that. The internet? Whoa. Um, so yeah, he basically did that to me. He's, he's like, oh, I don't know, mate. One that's not going to break. You'll need, you'll need the big boy. Right. He brings out this like massive like huge heavy like 50 kilo box sort of uh-huh. thing that's um it was like 250 bucks and i was like holy shit i don't uh i don't think i have that money <laughs> like <laughs> i might on this card like you know like kind of 
swiping my card and whatever. I don't know how I afforded it, to be honest. Maybe, I think a friend came with me and like helped me out with money and yeah. ended up buying this $250 power supply. It's just this like huge tank. Like one of those like black and national ones, like the kind of... Similar. It's 24 like, volts. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's just the dial just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and it's just got like those two bits where you need to like cut the clip cord, oh, rip it yeah, apart, yeah, 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 yeah. feed it in he with goes the clip in, cord yeah. and... Um, Futsu, so he showed me how to do all that. I'm like, what? Where are the like stuff plug in? He's like, you got to do this. Red ones, black ones. Do that. I have so then, just like that still. So then <laughs> we rushed back home, try to get back into this tat. And I was like, you know, plugging my machines in, turning the dial. I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, just like. Got some power Kept now. turning it. Holy shit. I'm like, how, how, how fast can we do this tat? <laughs> like, keep like just winding the dial up. I'm like staring real close at it and just like, Bang the capacitor explodes in my face and like, cause my mouth was open with shock. This capacitor blew into my mouth and I'm like coughing on all this like cotton and shit. That's just like exploded out of the machine. For real? Like in my throat, I'm like, ah, ah, like what the choking fuck? on the ground. I'm like what the fuck happened? It was like this huge bang, like a gunshot. I was like, Holy shit. I've and never heard like, of that ever happening. I've like exploded the Johnny dollar machine. I just brought like, <laughs> because of the power supply he just sold me and my inexperience so that was like okay don't do that again so, did you go back and tell him the story yeah so then i took the machine back to woody who sold me on a new capacitor and stuff like that i was kind of too embarrassed to go back to johnny dollar and say i just turned your power supply up as far as you go and blew up your machine that's but, um, insane so yeah, that's the first and only time i've ever had a capacitor explode in my face I never heard of that ever happening yeah mm, it can happen it's a it powerful was, power supply yeah, it just yeah. yeah, I think it was something like twenty four volts or thirty yeah. volts or something. It just yeah. kind of kept going. So then, yeah, that was sort of how I was like getting into it, getting supplies, continuing the home thing. Right. I'm not super proud of the home thing, by the way. Just for everyone out there, I really don't encourage it at all. Really not happy I did it, but like just I was literally happened. at the point of like I was like, Mom, I'm dropping out of school. I'm just going to do tattooing, like googling tattoo university tattoo course oh, like no. like i'm like that dumb at this point that i don't even know how you learn to tattoo like right. yeah it's like I, and you already go to the thought, shop too and you didn't even yeah it just wasn't like connecting you know woody was only giving me so much he's a very standoffish guy like you only kind of get like five minutes with him out the front while he's having a ciggy and he's just like yep yep do this do this go like, can you blame him like is he really gonna give us time yeah to, exactly like, so yeah. I, was, I wasn't gonna be like how do I, so what school is it again? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'm like searching stuff. I'm like, mom, like there's fucking nothing on it. What do I do? Like, she still doesn't know I'm tattooing friends at this point. I'm just like trying to get her more interested in the idea that like, I'm going to be doing this. So she still thinks I've just been like practicing on skins and stuff like that. And, um, a few moments later. Yeah. I was doing tattoos, getting supplies, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So, I kind of, um, yeah, people kept kind of showing up to school with tattoos of mine and the uh -oh. teachers and principals were kind of like, teachers in general were like, what's that on your arm? Like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a tattoo. And like, where are you getting that? I'm like, oh, Josh is doing them. And I'm just like, Whoa. uh, what? And then yeah. teachers and the principal pulled me aside and like, I don't think you should be doing this. Why are you marking these yeah, children? Yeah, I don't think you should be doing that. You should really stop, like, tattooing people at your house and stuff like that. So, and tattooing the students. They reach out to your mom? Everyone's, <laughs> um, yeah, so 
eventually my mum busted me one day by actually pulling a prank on me in a way she kind of did the whole, oh, so I've heard you've been tattooing people. And I'm like, what? Who told you? What? And she's like, it doesn't matter who told me. Like, I heard you've been tattooing people. Why are you doing it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I only did like a couple and blah, blah, blah. Like, start showing her ones I've done on me and start showing her photos. And she's like, you're an idiot. Like, no one told me, but like, yeah. <laughs> like, completely like busted myself. Like, she, right. she Seinfeld me good. Um, <laughs> the good, like, kind of reverse psychology. So anyway... Yeah, it's kind of out in the open. And so I was just like, well, I'm going to start like asking Woody if I can just work there and stuff like that. So she took me to visit him um, one day. I sort of like showed him the tattoos I was doing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I really want to work here. Like, I want to do this. And he's like, nah. And I'm like, please, <laughs> I really want to do it. Please, 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 please. And he's like, nah. And so then I just like kind of kept calling him like every week, like just like, Please. Come to work next week, please. Yeah. And so he's eventually like, all right, you can come in on Mondays and you can just clean and that's it. That's I'm like, cool. sweet, so sweet. Start coming on Mondays, cleaning. Then I was there like seven days a week and sort of just did that. It was just like coincidentally when... This is still before you were 18? Nah, so this is sort of like skipping forward about six months where like school's winding down anyway. Oh, good so, timing. Yeah, like year 12 was finishing up. Um I'd met Avalon at this point. I'd done a couple couple tattoos on her at Fuck. home. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much as soon as we met, she's like, tattoo me. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so then, yeah, that was kind of it. Year 12 winded down, and then I just started working at the shop. Whoa. So, like, yeah, kind of like freshly 18. Yeah. And were you were you, yeah. were you just straight tatting right out the gate, or did it take some time? Yeah. So I kind of, like, I don't know. I started with a really average attitude of like thinking he hired me because he liked the tattoos I was doing. Oh no! Not thinking he hired me because oh honey, I basically <laughs> forced him to, and he was like really didn't want me there. Right. So it was like I got the wrong idea completely. There was already other two. There was already two other apprentices at the shop. Oh no! So kind of like I wasn't being treated like an apprentice, like sort of thing like they'd been doing it properly for ages neither of them one of them hadn't tattooed yet one of them was just starting to tattoo i just swooped in on monday and started tattooing my friends sort of thing and like i was like tattooing friends tattooing friends like just every day i'd do the tattoo and then i'd kind of like cruise home and come in do a tattoo cruise home damn use everyone's stuff cruise home i'd sort of do this for a few weeks before like would he just sort of stop talking to me doing like heaps passive thing. And then like the other guys at the shop were like, dude, you are not reading the situation. Well, are you? And I'm like, what? Woody hasn't said a thing to me. And they're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not going to say a thing to you. Like that's weird though, <laughs> that he's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like the, the hard love sort of thing. Like it's very, hard. you know, you put in what you get out sort of thing. Right. I had to really learn that the hard way. And I'm glad I did. Because as soon as they pulled me aside and said that, they're like, they're like, You're he's it. not going to teach you anything. If you want to learn something, you got to ask. You got to stop doing tattoos and just sit and watch. You need to help out here more. You need to be cleaning. You need to be doing stuff. Forget about the tattooing for now. That's not impressing anyone. I thought like me being busy was impressing people and like you know. You thought you made he, it. He was he was like, oh shit, like he's really good. He's doing a lot of tattoos. Like this is gonna be good for business. But it wasn't like that at all. So I basically, yeah, just stopped tattooing and just like really tried to do the apprentice thing. I was just like scrubbing floors and doing, you know, just 
just cleaning, cleaning right. and like really helping him and helping him draw stuff and dealing with the clients and being the first one there, being the last one to leave, watching him tattoo, just sitting there, asking him a million questions and then sort of like became his like, he actually really loved that and we actually became really good friends. And he didn't and, really get and, thrown in, you kind of just jumped him. Yeah, I kind of jumped in head first. Yeah. No one pushed me into it. No one wanted me to do it. Right. <laughs> like, damn. He, no one wanted me to work there, but I just kind of started working there. It's kind of like, right. Yeah, I just kind of, I really forced the whole thing. I was just like determined. I was like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. Um, and then, yeah, eventually everyone left and it was just kind of like me and Woody. And then we hired a couple other people, um, one of which ended up becoming one of my long term friends, Aaron Hingston. I hired him. He walked in one day with his portfolio and it was really good. It was like a lot of traditional like flash stuff. Mm-hmm. And Woody's like, nah, cartoon shit, get out. Like, really? don't want to know about it. And so Aaron kind of like walked off and I was like, Woody, he was good. I think I want him. And he's like, well, fucking, you get him then, whatever. Call him hmm. back, whatever. So I called Aaron back, came back in, we hired him. And that obviously worked out very well because we both ended up opening the Grand Illusion together and still friends and so were you yeah. trying to do traditional stuff or were you just street shop doing whatever yeah just street shop stuff because woody was pretty much you know jack of everything but he specialized more in like really crazy detail black and gray stuff right everything was really tight line really soft gray wash not really like the sort of gray wash realism you would see like how you he had a really unique way of doing it it's like you know, if he did, if he did like, if there was a house in the background, mm. he'd draw the window with like curtains drawn with like a little mum resting a pie on the mm. like, you know, window. So it was like stupid details that didn't even be there, but it was just like, you'd look at it and you just be like, oh, like there's the thing. And <laughs> there's like, the pie. There's the pie and oh. the steam coming off it. It was like, yeah, he just, he like just kind of on that specialized in this like weird style of like. Every little feather on every little bird had to have like every hair and it was nuts. So I was just trying to emulate something that he was doing. Just kind of like everything had a tight five outline and lots of gray wash, not much Mm. color. Just like, yeah, but similar things. My mate just be like, I want a zombie. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'd kind of just like do this weird sort of realism-y zombie without really knowing what i was doing the only real background i had was like the drawings i'd been doing in high school and stuff so no real formal like this is what a tattoo looks like this is what the line weight should be it was just kind of like do your drawings on people and it was kind of like okay so yeah a lot of there was a few years there of like not really doing good tattoos like or think thinking i was doing great tattoos but i look back now and i'm just like what even is that? Like, it's, it's just like a drawing I've done just on someone. It's right, like not yeah. really like, it doesn't look like tattoos. So no, by all means, they weren't traditional at all. There's about as traditional as they got was like tracing something out of a tattoo magazine, mm. maybe a swallow, maybe a ship, but right. nothing really. Some imagery, but wasn't even approached with any. Yeah. Like... It wasn't approached with like a, ta- a traditional method. Right. By any means. Um, it wasn't until a couple of years in, when I was 21, me and Avalon wanted to do our first sort of like big travel um, trip. So we decided to move to LA for three months. 
mm, in the States. Right. Um, so yeah, I've been sort of like in the shop since I was 18, about three years now, just sort of, I think I'd sort of developed a style by then. Like I'd started using like loose nines because I'd started getting tattooed elsewhere. Like basically the only tattoos I had in the first couple of years were all by my boss and apprentices at the shop. So they're all sort of like this sort of fine line, black and grayish, whatever I'd sort of find in a magazine, be like, I want something like that. And he'd sort of do his own thing. So I didn't really have a tattoo done outside of the shop until I started going to Dynamic Tattoo in Melbourne because that's where a friend of mine was getting tattooed. Started seeing Matty C there who he, just from watching him tattoo and asking him questions, I immediately learned that everything I was using was the complete opposite of what I should be using or like just this isn't what other people in the industry are using. I thought like, you know. You're in this bubble of Yeah, I was in this bubble of like, whatever my boss says is like, that must be what everyone else is doing. Like, this is what every other shop must look like. Right. This is what every other tattooer must use. Like, there's no other way. There's another option sort of thing until, yeah, I saw my mate's sleeve. I was like, that's sick. Who did that? Went and booked in with him. And I was like, I want to get my whole front done. (laughs) So my first tattoo outside of my shop when I was like 19 was getting my whole front done. Which, what was it? Like I saw... Yeah, great, it's like yeah, this big like haunted house thing with bats everywhere. It's really into horror. So I was Damn. just like, it's a big haunted How house. How many sessions? <laughs> Maybe like 14 or something. Yeah. 14 one hour sessions. Yeah. Barely. It Fuck. was fucked up. So yeah, that was my first like, not real tattoo experience, but like, that sort of experience where it's like, whoa, this is a new shop. Like, I don't know this guy. Everything's different. This is very intimidating because I can tell these guys are like real artists and they're doing the style that I think I want to do. And like, you know, so it was like just a lot of pressure, like stencils the whole thing on and like two lines in, I'm like about to pass out. I'm like, Whoa. holy shit, like nah. Right. Uh, already I was asking him all the questions like, I don't think I can do this. How do we get through this quicker? Oh man. Can we lose some of this? Like full panic mode, like. Yeah, whether I was even nineteen yet, I don't know, but it was like very early. Once you on. get in that, once you get into that mode, you can't really get. Ugh. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. I want this. I want this. Once you're like, yeah. I don't know, then you definitely don't know. Yeah. yeah, I was still just in that like I'm young, I'm crazy, I want to just like get big tattoos, look tough, right, right. like you know, like I want to be a tattooer, I want to be a tattooer that's covered in tattoos, and like, yeah, and so he bumped me down a few pegs real early on of just like. Drop the cool guy thing. You've got two options. I either outline it now with this 14 liner in about six hours or I whip out a three now and bloodline the whole thing in about two hours. And I was like, the two hour one. Do the two hour one now. So he like uses a three with basically water and he's just like slicing me and slicing me. And it's like, fuck, it was the worst experience of my life. I don't know how I got through that, but basically then, yeah, I had to come back a couple weeks later to actually line my stomach. Like, so when you, when you made your way to LA, was your front already like done? Were you like, yeah, yeah. so that was all already done. So I'm ready for LA. Yeah. So I think my torso. Yeah. So I think before then, like sort of just before I got over there, the last like six months leading up to that, I was pretty happy with my tattoos. I'd learned to like use loose nines, 
I was using bigger mags now to actually shade and like mm-hmm. pack large areas of color. So I'd like, I'd, I'd done full sleeves before I'd, I'd started doing portraits because before I started tattooing, I used to paint portraits and draw portraits and stuff. Mm. I had, I thought I had a grasp on that. So I started doing portraits and everything. And yeah, I had to, my knowledge, a portfolio that I was happy with. So yeah, we went to LA one of the first days there. I went into high voltage tattoo because I was watching LA Inc. heaps. LA Inc. in Miami Inc. Like, as I didn't see the cheesiness in those shows. I like, that was like kind of my Bible at the time of like. That's cool. I was like watching him. Like, oh, okay, this is how shops work. Like, this is, I like him. I like his stuff. Right. I don't know about that guy. I like him. And then yeah, LA Inc. started. And I was like, Dan Smith. Love what he's doing. I'm seeing him in all these magazines I'm reading because like. He's from New Zealand. These are Australian magazines. I think he was still like getting his kind of stuff in, in it or like he'd only just moved to LA maybe like a year or two before he was tattooing in Adelaide. So he was in a lot of the Australian magazines that I had. Mm. I was like, Dan Smith, that's the guy. Whoa, that's the guy. He's on this TV. It's kind of home team you're rooting yeah. for. Yeah. I was like, shit, it's sick. And he just seemed to be like the most real person on those shows. Like once I saw him on the show, I was like, oh, okay. These other dudes do seem a little fake that does seem scripted what right. he was saying seemed legit he was doing good tattoos he was into hardcore music oh yeah i was like this is the guy i want to get tattooed by when i go to la so one of the first days went to high voltage uh i was like super nervous i'm like shit like he's gonna be there like i don't even know like i've right. got my portfolio with me i'm like oh, i'm here to speak to dan and he's just like oh hey comes over he's like just chatting and he's like totally normal dude like oh I was like, oh, yeah, we're from Australia. I'm a tattooer and stuff. He's like, oh, fuck, sick. Like, where are you from? Like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. Like, yeah, I used to be there and stuff. And so, yeah, we were just like sort of, um, yeah, he was super cool. He was like, it was that first sort of like meeting of someone you look up to and they're like, actually lived up the expectation. It was like actually a nice guy. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, I really want to get tattooed. Can we get tattooed while we're here? Like, we're here for three months. Don't stress. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to fit in in a couple of weeks or whatever. Like, don't stress. Just leave your details and stuff. And he's like, do you have your portfolio there? And show him my portfolio. And he's like flipping through and sees this portrait of Dallas Green I did. He's like, what? That's like my mate. Like, what? That's crazy. Like, that's cool. This is sick. And he's like, I don't know, seemed to like my stuff. I was being nice enough anyway. And He's like, man, like, where are you working? Do you want to work here? Like, what's mm-hmm. your thing? I was like, fuck, uh, I don't know if I can work here. Like, right. I don't think I'm good enough. Like, he's like, no, no, no. Like, whatever. We have guests all the time. Like, don't stress. You just, like, need your own clients and stuff like that. Um, if, you, if you can do that, I think that would be cool. I'm just like, uh, I've been here for, like, a day. I don't really know anyone here or anything. Right. And um, I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll chat about it, like, when I... Um, when I come in for the tattoo, like we'll see, like, I think I should probably be in a walk-in shop though. Like, right. You know, just to like get my chops up or whatever. Um, he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. So then ended up getting tattooed by him a couple of weeks later. And that was, yeah, awesome. Such a good dude. And then, um, yeah, ended up sort of going around with my portfolio again and came across this Feldman's tattoo parlor. I was like, this looks sick. This looks like what I imagined, american traditional shops look like their work all looks good just Mm -hmm. trying to look for like that similar work of like that look of what i thought i was into walked in spoke to brandon brandon feldman the owner um 
and yeah, he let me work there. So I worked there for almost the full three months. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I would say that's when I really learned to tattoo was wow. being in a traditional American street shop. It kind where, of tightened things up, gave yeah, you like a direction of growing. Where like the people knew about the flashes on the wall and knew about the design I was about to put on. Like, you know, I'm drawing up a ship and they're like, what are you just like drawing a ship for? I'm like, right. I don't know, I'm just like drawing a ship. And I'm like <laughs> looking at like some, I don't even know like what reference I'm looking at, but I'm like drawing a ship. And right. Brandon's just like, this is the ship. Can you just trace that Sailor Joe ship right there, right. please? I'm like, I don't want to just like trace that ship everyone's got. And he's like, do you think you can draw better than that ship? Yes. And he's, I love that. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could draw better, but I can draw different. And he's like, well... Different's not good enough. Sailor Jerry used blueprints of ships to draw his ships. So how about you just draw that ship? Because that's what one looks like. Yeah. That is When wrong. you figure that out, <laughs> then you could draw it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, do it right, and then you can do that's your That's the first thing. time someone telling you to like, kick back, huh? Yeah. It was yeah. the first time someone was like, there's actually a story behind that. Do it properly. Don't just do what you think it looks like. That's awesome. Sort of thing. And so that's when I... Because... My boss had always taught me, like, don't look at that stuff. That's all cartoony crap. Like, look at a photo of a ship and, like, right. you know, do your interpretation of, like, be an artist or something. It's, like, very, like, it was very frowned upon what traditional tattooing was or just, like, mm. misunderstood, I think. He just Sounds didn't like understand it. it. Um, so, yeah, that's when I was, like, they're, like, do you even know who Sailor Jerry is? And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, cool. I've seen the books and whatever. And, like, no, do you know who he is? Do you know how important he is? Have you watched his stocko? No, I haven't. We all sit down. We all watch the Horisomoku <laughs> Doko. Yeah. We all watch like Ed Hardy videos. Then like the Smith Street docos were coming out. Like the Dan Santoro one like came out that week. And he's like, we're all, we're all having a, we're all having drinks tonight. And we're watching this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, like learning about traditional tattooing. And like I built a set of machines with Brandon and wound coils with him and built, soldered needles and built clip cords and like doing things that I'm already three or four years into tattooing by this point. I haven't done any of it yet. Sort of thing. Mm. Um, you know, like Woody had broken down machines with me, put them back together, explained stuff, but like building a machine from scratch, like winding the colors yourself, like, you know, understanding all that, like really hands on stuff. Yeah. Brandon taught me and Brandon, you know, sort of let me in, let me in sort of behind the door a bit and, you know, show me that stuff, which wow. I'm like forever grateful for. Yeah, like, Brandon's still a really great friend of mine at the time. Tally, Matthew and Bryce O'Prandy were working there and they ended up buying the shop off Brandon because Brandon was moving out of town. So, yep, yeah, we closed the shop together, went to Home Depot, picked all the colors, changed the name. I sort of like helped him open up what is now the Martlet Tattoo in Hollywood. And right. Still really good friends with those guys. I still guess there every couple of years. And a lot happened in that three months, huh? Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, it was really crazy. Uh, yeah, I basically all my tattooing to that three months, I reckon. Without that happening, I think I just would have stayed exactly where I was in the exact same level of skill, whatever that was. Right. <laughs> Below average, maybe. I probably would just stayed there um to spin you know your sort of general that's crazy how it trips open a whole new world to you it was crazy so 
yeah, it really like started my love and passion for traveling and it really like set in stone the importance of it, of like being in other shops, seeing how people do things, learning things, you know? Yeah. It's something my boss could never do. I kept being like, Woody, you should be like checking out these shops. Like you should be like going around Melbourne and being friends with these shops and seeing how they do things. He's like, no, no, no. Because he, he's from a time of like, you don't talk to your rival shops. Right. You know, you don't talk to other shops. You don't see how they're doing it. You do it your way and that's it. And he he wanted us to stay in a bubble sort of thing. How was he with you so leaving like, LA? To go to LA? Yeah. Um, He was cool with it. Like he knew I was coming back in three months. So he was yeah. like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was sad. Like, you know, it was me, me, Woody and Aaron. It was basically just three of us. And so, um, yeah, kind of left them to do their thing. Um, see, I think it was quiet while I was gone, but I was in touch with them all the time. Like super pumped. And like, I was excited to get back home. I was like, got to show you all this stuff. Yeah, like painting and like, come yeah, back. Yeah. Well, yeah. They taught me to paint up. flash and everything. They taught me how to spit shade and how to, yeah, how to paint flash. Because, um, yeah, we'd sort of tried that at the shop, tried to dabble, didn't really, weren't using the right things, weren't using the right techniques. Right. Came back, taught everyone to spit shade and how to paint flash and, like, you know, had all this, like, new excitement for for what we could do at the shop. And I was Did like, Did it turn Woody, Woody onto it a little bit or is he still kind of... Um, He's still very stuck in his ways, but, like, you know, anytime you showed him something that he saw value in, he was like, that's cool. Mm. That I like. And then you try to show him other stuff. He's like, that's garbage. I'm not doing mm. that sort of thing. So it's like hard to get him on the right. Like it's hard to get everyone on the same level at that shop. But me and Aaron would definitely just do like everything the same. I was like, we're buying these trolleys. We don't, we don't use these open trolleys anymore. We, we use like toolmen, like workmen's <laughs> trolleys with the drawers. Like we used to just use like these open metal things with like mm. one shelf on it. And it's just like piled up stuff. And I'm like, Woody, we need drawers. Like, this is what people use. And, like, we need this equipment. We need Viroclean. Like, people spray with Viroclean. People use green soap. People use, like, you know, this simple stuff that he wasn't using, you know. Mm -hmm. He's using, like, soapy water instead of just green soap and water. Was he coming in just changing up the whole game? Like, Yeah, he he definitely was threatened by that. I could definitely see that. But he also... Was like, okay, if you want to do it, do it. Like, and sort of put me in this like managerial role of like, cool, you run the shop. <laughs> mm. And I was like, uh, okay. So then, yeah, I'm sort of like 21 running the shop sort of thing. And, you know, I'm buying the supplies. I'm like, Woody, we're using these gloves now. We're using black gloves. Like black gloves look professional. White gloves don't. They're a little bit more, but that's what it is. And, you know, like making these executive decisions. And I'm like, Woody, we're changing the, the waiting room. People don't blue tack cherry creek flash anymore it's like people are hanging good mm. artworks and good paintings in a nice order it looks professional right. we just had like blue tacked cherry creek flash like everywhere right. like on cupboards bending around cupboards and like it's just all know, laminated like, and steep yeah and laminated water. and just blue tacked and i was like people aren't doing that anymore it looks professional now like we're doing professional and i'm like all the white everything doesn't look good it looks like a doctor's office he's like no it looks clean it's like no it looks bad like it looks cheap. Especially when it's not clean. Yeah, it looks <laughs> cheap. I'm like, these walls need to be red. The accents need to be black. Like, this is what tattoo shops look like. I've been to them. This is what they look like. Trust me. I've seen the world. Yeah, he's like, okay. And so, like, we'd close for a weekend, paint the walls. And, like, 
the shop was really starting to like become this like cool custom shop and yeah getting well known and it was yeah i owe that to traveling and seeing other shops wow. and like seeing like handcrafted things like right you know like oh wow they like built that counter they didn't just buy a counter like, right it's like it has a touch to it so yeah yeah i owe a lot to that trip that's crazy yeah i, I brought a lot back with me and made a lot of long-term friends and really got a grasp on traditional tattooing i think which so eventually longer, led to my style how much longer yeah. did you stay with woody until you moved on Mm, a few more years wow. so then yeah, i think i think like um was a month it was maybe two about. years later <laughs> i hope it just goes like on the screen and i feel you just like don't it, see anything anymore i feel like it did oh get in god there. i've got a i'm deathly afraid of moths so i'm just letting you know really yeah i think you said this last time <laughs> butterflies too yeah, butterflies and moths. I don't do so well with them. So that's not working for me. Whatever that is. <laughs> I think we need to get that out. <laughs> Av? Moth break. <laughs> Where did it even go? I think if it stays over there, I'll be okay. But if it's going to be around this light again, <laughs> I may need to get rid of it. <laughs> may have a break. But, um, so did you go into opening the Grand Illusion from there? Yeah. Whoa, cool. So, yeah, it was basically another couple of years of of this sort of talk of me getting, like, frustrated with the way certain things were happening. Um, yeah, I won't really go into details too much, but anyway. Right. Um, Your managerial stuff just turned into you just know how you want it done now at this point. Yeah, and it was just like, it just got to this point where I was changing something that someone else had created and they were happy with, and I'd be... I'd be kind of pissed as well if someone walked into the Grand Illusion and was just like, nope, nope, nope. This is how you're running it. I'd be like, get the hell out of here. So that's... It sounds like he kind of let it build up with his personality. Kind of let it get by just like Mm. before when you came in. He was silent for a while. Yeah. All over again. Yeah. He did everything he could. I was, you know, I am the way I am. I'm very kind of stubborn and I'm still that way. And I don't know. I I think it's definitely my fault sort of thing. I think... I think he he had something good going and I couldn't appreciate it. I was just like constantly like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing we're doing? What's the next thing? This needs to look better. This needs to be right. better. This needs to be better. To the point where it was just it was like time. too much. So yeah, me and Aaron sort of decided, because uh, we had another guy there, Lockie, who potentially would want to come with us if we were to move on. Mm. We hadn't really spoken to him about it, but it was kind of like, okay, there's me, Aaron... Maybe there's Lockie and then Avalon want to start apprenticing as well. Mm. So I was like, okay, there's like, um, and Aaron's partner also want to start apprenticing. So it was kind of like this, like, all right, there's about five Building of us. Team. Like, where are we? Right. We're not going to just find a shop. Cause I'd be quite happy to just work with, work for someone. Like I never dreamed of opening a shop. Didn't want that responsibility. Thought it'd be too much, but I was kind of like, okay, there's about five of us. Like, where are we all going to go together that it's going to work and where these two girls can apprentice. And I was just kind of like, okay, let's do like a private thing. Let's find, I've seen shops that have, they're upstairs. They sort of work kind of privately. There's still a door for access, but it's not like tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. So we kind of had this idea. We started looking around, found some places and just sort of did it. And, um, yeah, it was essentially just a private thing, but, Cause I'd sort of like built up this idea in my head of like what the perfect tattoo shop 
should look like in my opinion i kind of just like went for it real hard like straight away i was like these are the colors this is the furniture this is how it's looking this is this this is that this is that and aaron was just kind of like yep yep cool yep cool yep cool you can do that <laughs> like he was know, used to at the air shop doing yeah that. yeah yeah he's kind of yeah i think he he's super laid back he's like the best dude really he hates confrontation he's not gonna like push <laughs> anything on anyone it's just like he's just like yep cool go for it go for it go for it so we were a perfect partnership in that sense of like i have an idea and he doesn't argue about it <laughs> it's kind of like i have an idea he goes with it yeah cool yeah i'm on the same page like right. we always were on the same page which was the good thing i never thought i was like never felt like i was forcing him into an idea he we just coincidentally loved the same thing so it's kind of like if i came up with an idea or was he came far? up with an idea that was a fart no <laughs> that was the chair <laughs> yeah, if I came up with an idea, he came up with an idea. It was the same thing. So it was good. Perfect partnership. So yeah, we basically just kind of made it look the way we wanted like pretty early on. And it was like cool. And it just turned into what it turned into. Like I happened to just know like a lot of people from traveling who like ended up coming and guest spotting like really early on. Like wow. in the first couple of months we had, yeah, Bryce and Tally both from LA and um, Aaron Carmody as well. And um, yeah, like all these people from overseas, like we're guessing with us and it was like, well, okay, cool. Like, I think we're an actual shop now where oh, like people cool. guess and people work out and stuff. So it just kind of evolved. I was never like, I'm going to open up a tattoo shop and we're going to blow all these people out of the way. And like, we specifically opened it in an area where there were no other tattoo shops, just in this like non trendy area of town. Like just, let's just get this affordable place has a door on the street that's all we need sort of thing we wanted right. cafes and restaurants around so clients had something to something to do something to eat but mm -hmm. that was it and yeah it just kind of worked out really Damn. sort of happy with where we're at and it's been nearly six years now so that's crazy yeah it was, so when did like tim and Corey come ride. on um yeah so tim came along pretty much within the first six months about six months after we opened wow you already knew him from just about town and stuff yeah, when I was when I was on that LA trip, we did a trade together. Like we both like loved each other's work, so it was like that was our first contact. Yeah, probably um, a couple of years before we opened the shop, and mm. so we stayed in contact that whole time. Bumped into him a couple of times uh, when we first opened the shop. He was like one of the first people to come and like say That's hi cool. and check it out. Like he's such a good dude. Like we knew knew straight away we wanted him a part of the team. Like his work's good same age like has that same drive yeah super easy to get along with and then yeah i was just sort of chat like you know chatting on myspace and stuff like that or what uh probably instagram at the time actually yeah facebook. instagram or facebook probably yeah 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 so we're just chatting um yeah he's just like oh yeah it works okay like i don't know like not loving it like sounds like you need to change the scenery and he was like well i think the shop might be closing. He's like, wow. the the lease is coming up. I don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, well, shit, like, let me know what happens. And so, yeah, his shop basically ended up closing that had been open for a few years. Right. Um, like, yeah, really good, really good shop in town. I don't know why I closed, but um, yeah, it's really funny. Like such a, like I knew, knew straight away the type of person Tim was when he showed up for his job interview with like, this handwritten list of like, okay, so uh, what's the cut? Um, what 
what, what's your what's your thoughts on social endeavors with other wait those are questions shops? he had for you yeah yeah he was interviewing me about he was like the shop man. yeah yeah so he was um yeah funny as just like all these like really specific questions i was like i wasn't expecting it at all i was like <laughs> okay this guy's organized yeah this will work i want this guy this will work so, yeah and that's that's the type of person he is he's like very like over almost overthinks everything everything is done a certain way because it has to be done this certain way right. and yeah he's he's funny like still yeah. has like handwritten notes all like taped up to his like shelf and stuff yeah. like call donna for 3 p.m appointment like you know just like hand like just type it on your phone or something like you know people just don't do things the way he does it yeah anywhere i, I love that about him it's funny um so yeah he came on super early um and then yeah courtney came along she's been with us throughout two years um so yeah she was one of the later ones to come along we had I would never guess. Everyone the... seems so dialed in. Like I love. Yeah, them. like what the team at the moment is. Seems perfect. In my opinion, like it's the dream team. It's like yeah, this it. team feels like feels like how it's been from the start. It's like I can't almost like can't even remember the time before. Like I would never have guessed. Yeah, yeah. especially me, Tim, Courtney, and Av. Like that's just like mm-hmm. that's so dialed in. I can't imagine it any other way. And Dylan is still super new to the team but already it feels like he's been there forever because i've been tattooing him for about like six years so he's already kind of always on the radar yeah. anyway so he's he's just like slotted straight in and now we've got sully who's a shop assistant sort of yeah finally bit the bullet and hired a shop assistant to do all those odd jobs he's a good and mascot stuff that yeah i like him you know being a business owner is like that's that's the hard part all the extra things on top of tattooing mm. that I did for five years that just like, uh, it's a big weight off my shoulders to not have to do that stuff yeah. anymore. Not like the stuff that like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this this far in. Like no. I'll gladly do the stuff, but it's like for my own mental capacity and yeah, stress. And for the sake of the client, like I need to be like as stress-free as possible. Like I yeah. can't be like drawing up an appointment someone yells out like we're out of paper towel and just be like fuck like drop everything run down to the shop buy a paper yeah. towel come back mm-hmm. like oh shit rent's got to be paid pay rent oh like phone's calling like you know just and you expect to be creative and make this art yeah, for everyone at the same yeah, time yeah sort of trying to be creative at the same time give people like the amount of time they're they're, they're they deserve as yeah. a client i think is Absolutely. really important and so it's just kind of like you know i guess this the general thing is like, how do you pay someone like that? Do you get an apprentice and they just do that stuff for free, but mm. then you also have to teach them to tattoo and then they sort of, a lot the of more they tattoo, that. the yeah. less they do that stuff. That was, that was what um, happened at the last, at my last shop is mm-hmm. like, man, I would walk into work some days and they'd just be like this girl behind the counter. Like, hi, how can I help you? I'm just like, I work here. Like, yeah. who, are help you? You? who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Like, and it's just kind of, oh, I'm the new apprentice. Like, you know, just some some chick, no tattoos on her whatsoever. Woody heard she owns a pencil and now she's hired. Like, right. she doesn't even want a tattoo. No interest in it at all. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah. Do you want a job? Yeah, cool. Like, you know, just, I think that's like the old mentality of like, apprentices are free work essentially. And more often than not, 
they might not even go through with the tattooing part anyway. So mm. she's kind of like milk the free work and the help. And it's great. He was doing the same thing I was doing of like just trying to relieve some mental stress so he can be creative. I right. see why he did it, but I, I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want an apprentice. Like I'd already apprenticed Avalon and like, I put my time and effort into that. And that was something I was passionate about. And I don't think I'll have that same passion again. Like, right. how do you go from apprenticing your wife to apprenticing like some kid? Like, right. I don't know. It's hard. Maybe I'll find that passion one day, but I'm let's, not there at the moment. Let's rewind and segue into that. So mm. Avon was drawing pet portraits and she was always drawing and stuff like that. Did she always have interest in tattooing as well? Um. Yeah, she, she was similar. Always drawing through high school and... Went to that same school I did where mm. she was very creative and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, on that LA trip, while I was working, she was at home writing music and drawing and painting. And so, like, as I was learning techniques, I was teaching her. I was like, you should paint, like, this way. And you should try paint a piece of flash or try paint an animal or something. Yeah. So, yeah, her instinct was to just start, like, painting her pets and stuff. So, she... She was missing her cat back home. So she'd paint her cat and then she'd paint her f- an image of her and her cat with a rose. And it's like started to take this mm. sort of tattoo approach. And I was like, you should just like paint people's pet portraits. That's it. Because I think she started posting them. And people were like, oh, paint mine, paint mine, paint mine. Oh, yeah. So yeah, she just started doing these commissioned pet portraits. She did them for about like three years. Wow. Like one or two a week. Like oh, maybe even more. Yeah, a few a week, just like smashing them out whilst working full time in retail and stuff. Um, so then, yeah, the more she did it, the more of like just these like loyal clients she was building up of like, oh, can I go get this tattooed somewhere else? Or One can day, you paint yeah. all my pets? Like then they have like these five paintings and stuff. Wow. And it's kind of like, shit, people are getting these tattooed. Like you should probably just do them. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, like I'd, I'd want to. Like, would you, is that something you'd be interested in? It's kind of like, this mutual thing of like, all right, let's start like aiming towards that. And so then, yeah, it was like this sort of like two years of like, all right, start building up a star, like start painting him with intent to tattoo him sort of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was kind of like, all right, hold off until we open this shop. Like, I think wow. it's looking like me and Aaron are going to open a shop. Let's hold off. And so she just when we open it, get. yeah, as soon as the shop opened, she was, the helper at the shop sort of No, but when she got into tattooing, she already had her thing. Like, mm. it didn't have yeah. to get Yeah, she thing. already had clientele and everything. It That's was kind wild, of just yeah. like... That's cool. So easy. So, yeah, she was an apprentice for a year before she did her first tattoo. And it was when um we had a guest, Mitch13, who's a really good friend of ours, who was guessing with us. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, you've been an apprentice for like a year. Like, have you done a tattoo yet? And she's like, no, no, I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Like, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Even though I'd... um she'd like tattooed those like pound of flesh hands a couple of times. Like, okay. Yeah. She, she was learning like that whole year. She was learning, like watching me tattoo, setting up machines, like understanding it all. I just wanted her to like know what doing a tattoo was like in her head before she did it. So that the when that, when that first one happened, it felt natural. Right. So he was like, do it, do it, do it. Like you're doing it now. We're all watching like tonight's the night. And oh, she's wow. like, fuck like seriously he's like yep you're doing a rose there tonight's tonight and she's like looking at me i'm like yeah sweet like let's let's do it and so she set up and we all just like watched her and like i was helping her like stretch her leg and (laughs) she's this like perfect rose tattoo on her leg it's fucking on her own leg yeah whoa that was a numero uno tattoo i told her like 
your first one has to be on you. You need you need to feel it. You need to heal it. You need to know exactly. My impression, I had to do one so, right yeah. there, mm. and like I wanted to like hide it and put it up there. He's mm. like, no, it has to be go. You have to be, you know. Yeah. If you want to attach people, you have to. This yeah. is where you have to do it's it. It's like right there. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be able to look so I could do this later. Yeah. He's like, do you want a tattoo? I was mm. like, okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, and did it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it was cool. gnarly. See, so yeah, she nailed it. Second one was on me. Nailed it. And then it was like, okay, let's, uh, you know, a few of our regulars were like, oh, just, yeah, give me one. I don't care. Like, that's whatever. cool. Like, so yeah, it was kind of the first handful were just like sick already. And I was kind of like, mm. okay, like I can, yeah, we can start kind of getting you a few people that, you know, they know, like I'm going to be holding, like I'm going to be stretching it for you. You're just going to do the tattoo. And, you know, they were right. just all friends and what a stuff solid like that. Start. So yeah, she nailed it. Yeah, and then it was just like, yeah, obviously clients weren't a problem. She was, yeah, That's really doing cool. her thing. And yeah, she's, yeah, busier than me, better than me, <laughs> killing it. Just, it's crazy. She nailed it. So, so yeah, yeah very proud crazy. of it. It was a very proud moment for me when that all started happening. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just kind of like... It's going to be hard to top yeah. that if you ever... Like, yeah. who would you apprentice? Why would you apprentice? Obviously, it's not going to work out that good. So, why yeah, even yeah. double into it? Yeah, I just... And I don't want to, I don't want to do something I'm not going to commit 100 percent to anyway. I just, I'm not feeling it. I, right. I can't, I can't teach someone at the moment. I'm just like, yeah, doing my thing and just like really just trying to hone that in and be the best, be the best artist and tattooer I can be. And right. I'm just, I'm just really enjoying it at the moment. So I just don't want to like disrupt that. And now having Sally the shop guy like just really helps. Like it's so, it's so good. Glad I finally like bit the bullet and be like. It's going to be like a shop budget thing. We're just going to pay him, just going to pay him a wage and just mm-hmm. get him to do the job right. Not like do it for free for a while right. or like... With apprenticeship, it's not should be like... Someone make, should be learning because they need to learn or they deserve to learn or they've earned what they had to yeah. learn. Like, like, like there's something in them that you... They, mm. they need to bring that to tattooing. Mm. It's either that's how they came in or you needed free help. Mm. And, and both find their way in. But mm. yeah, I don't know. It's... I think the whole free help thing, it's a 50-50 chance that the person like you said even does anything with it. Or they put all that free help into you, mm-hmm. do a handful of tattoos, and then go to another shop or something. You see mm-hmm. that a lot. It's like, oh, I'll just get into a shit shop now just to like... Get in. Just to get in. And then I'll go to a good shop or For something. Sure. It's kind of like, they already have their foot out the door mm-hmm. when they start, which is not right either. Right. Like I started at the shop I started at with the intent of staying there forever. Like... Yeah. I was like, this is the shop. I love this shop. I love Woody. This is it. I've made it. Like, right. And like, I had people hit me up from other shops being like, hey, we're opening this shop. Come work with us. With like really good tattoos. And I was just like, no, I'm happy. It's all good. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's not like now where it seems like it's pretty easy to poach people. It's kind of like, right. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it just seems no, you like are. you are. It's, it just seems like, People are always like, where's my next shop? Like, right. this is cool for the minute, but what's next? Like, yeah. you know, I think, I think the more that, that's one of the negative things with like the social media and the shows and everything like that. It's almost that too I open. think <laughs> is, is kind of like, you already know where you want to be or like, you know where I don't know. People have told you where they think you should be or something. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, what do you work there for? Why don't you work here? 
Like, that's mm. where all the good people are or something. Whereas, like, at the time, no one was telling me anything. They're just like, you work at a tattoo shop? That's sick. I don't care what shop it is. Like, right. cool. Yep, this is sweet. Like, I definitely wasn't thinking, like, oh, what if what if I worked at that shop in Melbourne? Or what if I worked at that shop? It was kind of like, I want to get tattooed at that shop, and I like those guys' work, but, like, I don't think I fit in there. Like, I think my the family's big, here. Like, I think the big thing is that it, mm. with, with industry becoming so open, it's like, now I think that, you know, before, like, I never knew tattooing outside of my town. Like, mm. I never thought about tattooing the next state over, the next yeah. country over. I never thought I'd leave the country. Mm. I didn't even know what the next state over was like. Like, I just knew the, the handful of shops in my area, and mm. that's what tattooing was. And I was afraid to walk in other shops, and it was just mm. closed off and scary. And um, now I think, like, I think, you know, it was at that point when I went to get a job. You know, I was going for that job. Like, here's mm. what I can do for you. Here's why I deserve to work for you. Mm. And, and now with everyone kissing each other's butts and social media, then, and then tattooing being so open, which I think is great. I'm here mm. hanging out with you because mm. it's open. I'm hanging mm. out with you. But um, I think that now it's in a position where anyone can be famous or gain a following or open their own spot or figure it out. Like, and so now it's like when a tattooer comes to work, it's like, it's like, instead of like, they're more like, okay, well, what can you do for me? Cause now they have so many mm. options of like, yeah. they can go to all these spots and they feel special mm. or they can open their own spot and they want to work for them. They'll just teach mm. people and those mm. people, you know, will leave and then a couple of them will go on and they can't get them to hire them. So they'll teach more people. And so that's what has me kind of like, I've been doing the private thing for like the past year since mm. I sold my last shop and I kind of like afraid with how tattooing is changing so quick. I'm like, I don't know who, like, I don't want to like poach people and, and mm. ask people, Hey, come work for me. Mm. So I just assume that, okay, I have no idea who I'd hire mm. and then I, I'm not going to teach no one. Mm. So it's just like, I just kind of do my own thing. When I miss mm. people, just come back and hang out with you and mm. go over there and go over there. Mm. And I kind of enjoy the freedom of, not having to be the boss because it's mm. like, I think finding a crew as you found mm. is like fucking awesome. That's really hard to do. And like mm. a lot of that's luck, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. it's hard to find good people. We straight up just on the same page. got lucky. It was, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah. Especially with Courtney, it was just kind of like, mm. you know, um, someone that was working with us had told me he was on his way out. Um, cause again, yeah, he got offered a better shop right. with cooler people or whatever. Yeah. And I understand that. And it's like, that's what everyone's kind of looking for. It's kind of Everyone rare has their f- next agenda. Everyone's like looking to it's the... It's kind of bo- rare to find someone that isn't interested in that. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, it's kind of like, shit, what are we going to do? Like, I guess right. I hope something comes along. Like I don't have anyone in, I, I like... You know, I've got a few people in mind, but yeah, I'm not like in that position to just like leap on someone and start hounding someone like that. Right. And yeah, just sort of like woke up one day to this email from Courtney of just like, you know, like, like me and Tim were kind of like, what are we going to do? Like, we need someone that wants to be here. Like, I don't want to just like poach someone that's going to be interested for about six months, but then like we're trying to keep them interested of like, right. we can do this. Yeah. Like you were saying, what can we do for you? Like, oh, like. You want a Are you happy here? Like, you yeah. know, like we can get you more business or like whatever. I don't want to like, I don't want that to be like this extra stress on me. I want someone to want to be here. Right. Like people have seen how our shop works. If you like it and you want to be a part of it, like I want you to work here. Like with that attitude. Right. And so, yeah, I woke up to this email from Courtney of just like, you know, I've been in there a couple of times. Like you guys are the best. Like I love that family atmosphere. That's what I'm seeking. Like, 
I, I want my next like permanent place. Like, you know, just like really, it was just amazing to like hear someone want to be a part of something we've created. It's like so special than like kind of convincing someone to be a part of it. Mm. It's kind of like such a different feeling right. of like, yeah, it was just kind of like, so yeah, she brought this like light to the shop of like, wow, like she wants to be here and like, this is exciting. And like, I love that. It's cool. So yeah, again, I guess it's, yeah, got, got pretty lucky with who we work with. It's just so cool. Like, and I think there's something special in keeping, keeping it small because I think that yeah things also sort themselves out on their own. Mm. Like if someone doesn't fit, there's no like, there's no like you having to fire them or them to quit. It sorts itself out. Yeah. Like when I came out of like, in my, my impression was a small shop. It was tight, worked mm. out. But then the shop that I went to right afterwards was like 2000 square feet and it was all private rooms. There's like eight rooms and, um, you know, this guy hated the boss and the boss hated him and boss mm. wanted to fire him and he wanted to quit, but neither of them are going to make that move because they both need each other. Mm. And then the new guy, you know, and then the, the guy that hated the boss also hated me because he's threat. I'm threatening the walk and I'm do, taking walk-ins because he's mm. there late. And then, and then like, it was just this shitty situation of like, there was no team, you know mm. what I mean? And like, I couldn't feed off anyone. I couldn't even see what they do. They go and tattoo with fucking door closed. Mm. And it was just so bizarre, yeah. you know? And I think that, um, I think that, you know, in a tattoo shop, it's different than other businesses. And it's like, it's very warranted to be sensitive when someone quits or leaves or mm. whatever. Like you spend yeah. eight to 12 hours a day with this person. Like, you know, mm. you walk how you walk, you talk how you talk, you dress how you dress. You, you mm. got to kind of like the same music sort of, you got to be able to mm. rip on each other and be able to also take it on the receiving mm. end. And I think, um, like closing those parts off and hiding pieces of the shop, I don't know how that's ever sustainable. Like mm. I think, I think small... That- that breeds an environment for people to come and go. Yeah. The shops like that have this high turnaround of yes. artists. And they think that's normal. It's kind of like, who are we getting this month? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, he's out. He's not out. Let's get someone in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. And if, it being small is what attracted Courtney because mm. she went in and, and saw, this yeah. is what this is. I mm. want to be a part of this, yeah. you know? And I think yeah. everyone that's there, like, you know, when I'm tattooing there, you know, my clients are like, this feels good. Mm. It's a good vibe. It's mm. happy. Like, I love being there. Everyone loves being in there. It's like, it's just good times. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Like when you tattooed, um, that client's first tattoo the other day and then I tattooed his partner just cause she was hanging around mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, I want that. Does anyone have time? And so I ended up doing it later on that day and I was like, how'd you go with your first one, man? Like, how'd you go? And he's like, man, I was so nervous on the way here. So nervous. And then like, I came and when I was sitting in the waiting room, like, you know, he came kind of early. So like we weren't set up yet. So we were just doing our morning breakfast banter. Of just like, yeah, <laughs> we all had avocado toast. We we're all just like starting to drink some coffee and start yelling at each other and starting to put on music and like, you know, yelling at each other for the choices and ripping on each other. And like, what did we just watch last night? And, right. you know, and like, I could kind of see out of the corner of my eye. He was just like pissing himself the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh God, he's like, he hates this already. But he was like, he's like, man, as soon as I came in, I was just like sitting in that chair. I was like, Oh, thank God. Like you guys are like so funny. Like I feel instantly like at and home. Traveled like, it was far, just, so that could be really yeah. risky. Yeah, on top that's of like, I mean. mm. like I mean, I think my first tattoo experience was scary. I couldn't imagine like yeah. flying somewhere and then and then that oh, that's mm. scary. Yeah, there's something saying about walking into the room and it's already all set up and just like people are just kind of yelling and like this is what it is. It's like oh cool, I'm just gonna be like in that today, am I? Not like you walk in and it's like 
a white wall and there's a receptionist and it's quiet and like yeah you're in it who are you here to see Mm -hmm. sit there sort of thing like a doctor and you're just kind of waiting like what's on the other side like Mm -hmm. i hear buzzing is that scary back there like what's happening like kind of like a dentist but it's like you walk in it's like you're almost at a house party already you're just kind of oh cool okay i'm just sitting in someone's lounge this is fun like i yeah we really take pride in creating that atmosphere for people and it it bums me out when I hear that clients have previously not had experiences like that. Mm. It's kind of like, it doesn't take much to be fun and welcoming yeah. and be like, hi, welcome. Is this your first time here? Well, like, hope you like it. Like, mm-hmm. hope you feel at home. And like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much to do that. Right. But so many people don't do it. That's true. I think a lot of people, I think, yeah. I think a lot of it's like people are scared, especially tattooers, mm. like getting into tattooing as a kid you know mm. what I mean? And and I've seen that a lot in tattoo shops. And even mm. even Anthony, who I taught apprentice, he had a real hard time like saying hi to clients walking in the door. Mm. Just and it wasn't like him being rude, it was just him being scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, hey, loosen up, say hi. Like mm. you're scared, they're scared. Mm. See, like you don't want them to experience like put yourself in their shoes. Mm. Just say hey. Yeah. It'll go from there. Yeah. They're came in here for a reason. Mm. That's the thing I think it's like I'm kind of like I'm like the tattoo thing is easy for me being the tattooer because I know the conversation and how to navigate it. Mm. And like, but mm. like I can see me being on the other side of that being like not knowing how to navigate that, mm. not knowing how to pick a tattoo, not knowing how it's mm. going to go on. And if someone comes in, like, you know, I'm not going to like name the name, but a, a very, a very like, I would say like uh, one of the most well-known shops in San Francisco, like incredible traditional tattooing. Um, I was, uh, I was like, I was like probably 20. I was in my apprenticeship and it was my first trip, like going anywhere. Mm. And me and me and yes, we went to San Francisco. We visited our best friend up there. Um, that's when I got like the implant and the scarification and stuff. And it was like, it was mm. just, we're in San Francisco. It was amazing. And we're walking down like Hate and Ashbury and there's, there was this shop and it was just like, that looks really cool. Mm. And we walked in and, um, didn't know anything about it. Instagram had just happened. Um, I wasn't following anyone. I had like a, I didn't have a smartphone and, um, walk in and it was, I was just blown away by whatever that was. It looked nothing like what, what was back home. Mm. Um, kind of like you going to LA, you mm. know what I mean? And, um, looking through the portfolios and there's a bunch of people in the back and they're doing their morning routine, but mm. they're doing it like in the back and they're, mm. they're kind of like, they're all avoiding. None Talking of them want to say hi to who's yeah, at yeah. front. And, like and, and maybe, ready for it yet. yeah, and maybe they have a shop help that does that. And maybe they're like too good to do it because the shop help supposed to do mm. it. I don't know what's going on, but we waited there for like, I felt like a lifetime. Maybe it was five minutes, maybe mm. it was 10 minutes, but it felt like 20 minutes, you know? Mm. And, 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 you know, I, we didn't intend on getting tattooed. Mm. Maybe they noticed that whatever mm. the case was, I don't know. But, um, I, I you know, later on, I did find out who that shop was. Mm. And ever since then, it's had a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. Like, you know, like... First impressions last. Yeah, time. forever. It's, it's hard to get that back. Like, could have just said hi. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, that really... I think about that all the time. That really bums me out. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, that is such an important thing, you know? Mm. And you just never know. I think I... Me and my shop try to implement the model of... Imagine this is everyone's first time they've ever walked into a tattoo shop. Yeah. Imagine imagine they're super nervous. Imagine they're not going to say anything unless they're spoken to. Imagine imagine they're going to ask some dumb questions. Imagine mm-hmm. they're really socially awkward. And when 
they feel dumb. They're going to really feel dumb and not want to come back here. Right. And, you know, don't assume anything. Don't assume because they come in and they kind of look like they're dressed cool that they know what's up and you can be rude to them and they know how to handle that. Don't do it. Even if they're a super cool dude covered in tattoos, you're like, hey man, like, how's it going? Like, welcome. Have you ever been here before? Like, you know, right. who are you here to see? What are you getting? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, be inviting. And like, if they're unsure, try to help them through something. Mm-hmm. If they're scared, try to help them out of that. Like, yeah. you know. You're there to guide them. Yeah. They came to you. You know, you know? I just, I think about it all the time. It's like, you know, like, I'm pretty socially awkward. I'm pretty nervous doing this right now. I'm not a very good, like, public speaker type thing. But when I'm on that side, yeah, I know how to treat clients well. And I know how to, like, put my nerves aside and make them feel comfortable. Right. I feel like if I'm nervous, they're going to be nervous. So, like, I know how to shut it off. Right. Um, but, like, if I go into a clothing store and try to buy a pair of pants or something, I, like, really feel like an idiot. And... If someone gives me like kind of weird standoffish customer service, like, are you an idiot? You don't know how to buy pants. Like, <laughs> I feel pretty shit and like, I'll leave and not buy the pants and go yeah. home and not want to go shopping ever again sort of thing. It's that only, it's only until like I go into a shop and like someone's like, oh, well, you don't know what you, you don't know what you want. Like, come, let me help you. Like, don't, don't stress about it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, people hate shopping. Like, this is, this is hard. Like, don't worry about it. Like, it's, it's not hard to make someone not feel like an idiot. Have it's ever, really easy to make him feel like an idiot. Have you experienced idiot. anyone like? So, um, have you yeah. experienced anyone that's ever been like naive and thinking that the way you operate your business is the standard for all businesses, and they go elsewhere, and then they like end up with like, mm. I went somewhere else, and this isn't what I got. Yeah, yeah. I hear it all the lot. time. We hear it all the time. Yeah, people will literally like halfway through their tattoo just like stop us and be like, I just want to say like thanks for like not mm-hmm. being a dick, like or whatever. I'm like, oh, did you like expect us to be or something? And they're just kind of like, oh, like, you know, my last tattoo experience wasn't very good. Like, I went to this shop and I'm like, oh, like, th- that's a good shop, isn't it? Like, right. I-, I know them. I've heard of them. And they're just like, yeah, I don't know. They were just really rude there and I didn't get a good experience. It's like the tattoo's okay, but like, I almost don't even like the tattoo now because I hated the experience. Yeah. It's kind of like, just doing a good tattoo is not your job. Absolutely. Your job isn't be rude and do a good mm-hmm. tattoo and the good tattoo outweighs it i think the biggest mistake that tattooers make (laughs) is that they listen to their clients they take those compliments and then they think that Mm. they think that that behavior is warranted and they get in this position like you came to me Mm. like you know and they they really like they forget like that they're they're Mm. having a service to the public that's the public Mm. they're paying for a tattoo and they give them a tattoo and they they just get like i don't know if it's just instagram followers or what but like Mm. it i don't know and they get away with it, you know. I think the man is just always new people coming in, you mm. know. But it's a shame. It is a shame. Yeah, it like it genuinely bums me out. Like I'll that just makes me like want to go like above and beyond and just like make sure this tattoo is a really good experience yeah. for them. Like they've already thanked me because it already has been so far, but I'll like make sure to finish it that way and like then at the end of the tattoo we show it we show everyone at the shop. We do like a show and tell and show everyone. Yeah, I love that. Everyone's like, wow, that's an amazing tattoo. Oh my God. Like that's so good. And like mm-hmm. this person's getting instant gratification six times of like their tattoo is awesome. And they're like, I know, like I'm so stoked. And like, they just leave so pumped and like, 
that's how people should be leaving a tattoo shop. Absolutely. Pumped. Like, that was sick. Mm-hmm. Whether they come back or not, like, you're not doing it for the money. I'm not doing it so, like, they come back and I get another wad of money. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's just like, they deserve to be happy. They've come to you for a certain experience. Mm-hmm. Like, give them that. It's not, yeah, I don't know. I love that. It's, yeah. Let's end that there. Know. Yeah. Grand Illusion. The Grand Illusion, The Grand Illusion, The Grand Illusion. Follow everyone. Thanks, man. That's fair, right? Yeah. Me, Avalon, Tim, Dylan, Sully, Courtney. <laughs> Sully before Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought I said Courtney earlier. I was like, ah, <laughs> Courtney, haven't said it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone will be listed in the description below. Yeah. And then um, you have Instagram. You could type it in. I will have put those written above in our faces. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, if you're listening to it in the description, look it up. Follow everyone. Thanks for letting me tattoo with you and hang out with you and stay in your home and feed me and drive me around and take care of me. Mm. My Thanks Australian, for visiting, man. I really Australian appreciate it. Daddy. I think that's the, one of the coolest part about tattooing is like how we can make these friends online. And it's like we can have a brief chat before meeting each other. We already know we're going to be friends. And like getting you out here doesn't seem like such a scary thing. Cause mm-hmm. like, don't worry about it. Like You don't need to bring anything. Just come. Have fun. Yeah, you know, just you've got a place to say. Don't stress. You're gonna be with friends the whole time, and so I think, yeah. And I'll I'll do the same when I come and visit you, yeah. and it'll be cool. Cats and tats so. ends with cats. Pockets back. Pocket. Oh. Thanks, my man. Very well.